2: Hey everyone, this is Carrie Stevens and I am here to conquer the shout it out loud cast. That's right, Tom and Zeus are in big trouble. Bend over, boys. <laughs> Carrie's taking over. Oh, okay, Wait out your like that. Shout it, shout it, shout it
1: out loud cast. Shout it, shout it, shout it, shout it out loud cast. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Episode 163, Kiss Frontmen. Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, Reels. Tom, how's it
1: going? Reels. No one has talked about this network more than me and you. They owe us. Maybe they will be a future advertiser. Who knows?
0: Maybe we'll be future commentators on there because I don't think their budget was bringing on some big shots before. Well, they did have Eddie Trunk on,
1: so we'll get into it. But maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, let's check in with Tom and Zeus on reels.com or whatever the hell it's called. What'd you think?
0: Yeah, at this time right now, Ace was really into his uh Mountain Dew phase, and then he switched over and led to his downfall. He went over to Mellow Yellow.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to have to edit those guys out. We got anybody else that could talk about
0: this? (laughs) At least someone's like the editor is like, are these stories true? He's got addicted to mellow yellow. I don't get it.
1: That was the substance he was abusing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And he got into really some pepperoni pizza and a couple (laughs) slices from Regina Pizzeria.
1: I tried to cut back. They tried to get me hooked on fucking linguisa, but it didn't work.
0: I really enjoyed getting those buffalo bites at Domino's.
1: Oh, buffalo bites! What the fuck? <laughs> Why that? That is that. Sh- I should not be laughing at that. I fucked
0: just... up. What I meant to say was, <laughs> I really enjoy getting a lot of those broccoli bites at the fucking pizzeria (laughs) the ones that they deep fry
1: like newman newman you wouldn't eat broccoli if it was deep fried in chocolate sauce oh yes like here come the tangents all right
0: all right so let's get back on focus okay tom we uh we are recovering from a love episode Mm. uh we talked about what a ballad is what's a kiss ballad And uh, we had a discussion about whether they did enough ballads, why they didn't do more and all of that above. And uh, that was last week's episode. And we obviously did a poll and this one was a pretty interesting one.
1: Yep. It was all about ballads. What is a bell? What's not a ballad? And then we picked our top five. And then of course we did a poll. What is your favorite ballad out of? I still love you. Every time I look at you, Beth and forever. A lot of votes, a lot of comments. This was good. No surprise really forever was the big winner at 40%. This was a little bit of a surprise for me, Uh, pleasantly surprised. I still love you came in at 30% Beth only at 17. And then I, every time I look at you coming up the rear there at 13%, not a lot of, not a lot of fans of that one, but Beth coming in third could be a fatigue factor. People just realize the song is not that good. So, but that's okay. It's me. Uh, let's let's run through a few Twitter poll comments here. Swede in New York. I carefully listened to the studio version, a live three and unplugged version before I voted for I Still Love You. Magnificent. Yes, agreed. Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden zone. To me, the other three don't hold a candle to the epic greatness that is I Still Love You. Dark and brooding, and you can feel the emotions in Paul's singing. Yes, I agree. Good one. Baseball and death, Beth, but I honestly think the reason KISS didn't do many ballads is that they're just not that good at them. It's just not their strength, and I don't see anything wrong with that. Even Beth pales compared to their greatest songs. Ooh, okay. We got got a lot of people talking about their the the lack of ballads and why they didn't do that. Um Scooter says, first time I've seen one of your polls, I'm stumped on how to vote. All these are great tunes and represent important areas of the band. The list alone shows how KISS Far surpasses so many other rock bands. Ooh, I like that one. And then, of course, our buddy I Love It Louder posts a gif of Michael Bolton, because, of course, thanks to him, we had forever. Um, Then we started getting into the debates about what is a ballad, what isn't a ballad. You know, a lot of people saying Hard Luck Woman was a ballad. A lot of people arguing with Zeus that You're All That I Want is not a ballad. We started getting into debates about the tempo of song, the pace of the song. You know, it it was a really good discussion. That's what we wanted. Why two? Daddy says, I think the reason Kiss didn't do more ballads is because they were constantly under pressure to make more records. Whenever they did something different, the complaint was always the same. It's a good record, just not a good Kiss record. Our buddy Steve, the MTV version of I Still Love You is incredible. Paul's vocals on that are immense. Absolutely correct. Our buddy Daryl Alber says that I Still Love You is a top five Paul Stanley vocal for me and arguably a top 20 Kiss song. This may be a stretch, but it reminds me of this. And then he posted a clip of Don't Leave Me This Way from the tremendously underrated Coverdale Page album. Oh, that album is fucking great. Potential ARC future pick, maybe. Who knows? Don't Leave Me This Way. It's a great tune. Uh, I don't know if I'd put it up there with I Still Love You, but I like the the connection there, Daryl. Um, Ken and Satan service I agree with what Tom mentioned in that. To be a true ballad You should be able to slow dance to it Songs like Million to One Show No Something You're All That I Want A Hard Luck Woman Are not ballads But more mid-tempo love songs A lot of people had those kinds of feelings on that
0: You're All That I Want The demo I can seriously see somebody With a shoulder uh, Their arm The on demo, the shoulder, yeah and And dancing Like, you know It's not slow Junior high school dance But it can be a slow dance
1: Yeah Yeah I got you. Stevie on the fly. He's got a podcast, by the way. and He just interviewed uh, the guys from Classic 78. So if you're into Classic 78, check out Steve's podcast there. Um, He says, love all these songs, but for me, it's forever. Thank you, Zeus. It's so great to hear other people talk about Eric's drumming on that. First time I heard, I was like, holy shit. Then watching the video, I was in amazement. His drums make the song. Yes. He he wants me to go on and do a Travis Tritt top 10 songs. Tom. Tom. Let me know how that is, okay? (laughs) I'm fucking pumped. You kidding me? All right. All right. Uh, Let's get into a couple episode-specific comments here. Um, Our buddy Joel Hoffman, as per the entire album, I Still Love You is horribly overrated. So annoying. The dull riff throughout the first few minutes, annoying. Huge drums are incredible. Settle down. I hate that song. Forever is the best kiss ballad, hands down. Awesome show, guys. I, Joel is never afraid to let out his feelings. Love it. He is like the real curmudgeon.
0: He but he always, men- end,
1: but he, but he always ends with great show. Guys love it. <laughs> but he's always upset about something. But I love it. It's the. It's about love.
0: It's about passion. <laughs> It's not, a, it's not, it's about, not the, about the shit stained bottles. <laughs> it's not the, it's the dirty Sanchez.
1: No, it's not about the dirty Sanchez. It's not, <laughs> it's not, about, my ass. It's not about anal play. No, it's not about. No, it's <laughs> not about. <it's not> <laughs> Dish the Metal. Hard Luck Woman is absolutely a ballad. Not the traditional Webster defined version you guys stipulated, but compared to everything else on the album. I totally qualifies for me. All right, that's fine. Our buddy Murph said the same thing. It's okay to be wrong. That's okay. You're wrong. Compared okay. to the songs on the album,
0: what does that mean?
1: Yeah, I, that, that's kind of irrelevant too. So I guess. I, 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 is, is yeah. Is is hate a ballad
0: compared to the other songs yes. on? Oh,
1: it's, it's a love so. song. <laughs> Listen to those words. The tremendous love song. <Whoa>. Bruno McDonald, I enjoyed this episode, although I Still Love You should obviously have been number one, and I would have fought to get a million to one in there. Ooh. Then he says, I haven't listened to Peter's soul album since I was a teenage headbanger. I had no interest in it then, but the cuts that you played sounded pretty good. That's because the album is good. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Um, Our buddy West Beach, not a fan of the power ballad. I always found a commercial ploy for radio play at a waste of a good track. I don't mind a good love song, but most are so contrived and banal. I just have to skip over them. Every time I look at you is about the only one I can stand. Ooh, wow. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, and then Vet Halen posted a picture of that epic Heather Thomas poster oh! with the quote above it. Do you like kicks? <laughs> <laughs> and then Jr. below it post a gif of peter north <laughs> jesus christ what are we doing here <laughs> oh
0: God! i think that the whole kicks diagram went off
1: and oh, Like yeah. people were like uh, all of a sudden we got all a bunch of kicks comments on oh, our God. fucking posts so funny, Andy said, fun episode. Have you ever noticed how every time I look at you is essentially the same song as Def Leppard's Two Steps Behind? You can sing one song's chorus over the other perfectly. I commented and said, I don't even care if that's true, I want to pretend it's not true because Two Steps Behind is terrible. Oh, but that's again, okay. it's terrible. It's okay, it's okay. Um. Our buddy Jerky Jack Broad. Well, You're All That I Want is fantastic and one of the most underrated songs in my book. It's not a ballad. It fits the bill as a ballad, but the tempo is too fast. So a lot, lot of strong emotions on Hard Luck Woman and You're All That I Want. Uh, but great stuff. That's what we love. Opinions. That's Twitter, Zeus. All right.
0: All right. Well, all right. Let's start with Instagram this time. Ooh, there you go. Junior Curtis 10. I know why they didn't make more ballads with Peter. They were awful. <laughs> I can't stop the rain. More like I can't stop the air pain. Ooh. I once found the Peter Chris solo vinyl at a Goodwill. I bought it and then immediately smashed it and threw it into the trash.
1: Okay, Pooney. Thank you.
0: Uh, <laughs> best ballad to me forever. Great vocals, amazing acoustic solo. Awesome show. Just keeps getting better and better. Poony has moved on to Instagram.
1: Oh, totally. Absolutely. That's- See, he created he created an Instagram account. <laughs> while he was on the monsters of rock cruise. Oh, why did you have to bring that up? Why did you have to bring it up? Because <laughs> now, now well, was that- what?
0: <laughs> what was that one rough cut? Did
1: hit a live. Recording album on that cruise too? Sonny, where well, you go Rough Cuts on? Ah, I gotta create my Instagram burner cut. I'll be back later. But you're missing Rough Cut Unplugged. <laughs>
0: and then Nitro's gonna come on afterwards.
1: <laughs> Make sure you come back for Crazy Licks Encore performance at midnight. <laughs> and they're going
0: to be serving drinks while you're watching the show.
2: Yeah,
1: and if you need help with your bags, the uh, the guys from LA Guns will be helping you there. <laughs>
0: oh come on, dude! Compared to them, LA Guns is like fucking Led Zeppelin. Compared to,
1: I'm joking. Bands. I like I'm joking. I like LA Guns very much. I do. And you're right. They are like the Zeppelin of the of the walk. Um,
0: Katcha 2534. Eric Singer is the best drummer. Mermer. Kiss. Eric Singer's the best kiss song. Beth. Eric Singer's song. Beth. Is that a bot? What the fuck is I, that? <laughs> I would like to talk to you. <laughs> you play Eric Singer's song now. Now. <laughs> um, over on the book of face, Tom, we are starting with Scott Donaldson. All right. The Fox from Kisteria down under.
1: He posted a couple pictures. Looking good, Scott. Love it. Yeah. Well done, boys. Here's
0: my top five. Forever. I still love you. Every time. Reason to live. You're all that I want. Nice. Ryan Michael Scott. Fucking Spencer Cook. Ryan. Fucking (laughs) no. My friend Dave and I have done our own kiss rankings for years. Should I should I come or should I do it? Lynn fucking do your own show.
1: No, oh be nice. Don't do that.
0: <laughs> My friend Dave and I have done our own kiss rankings for years and recently did a ballad ranking. His top three. <laughs> well, it'd be nice if Dave put his own into us or maybe listened. But if Dave's you want to a- put his on, all right. Dave's a killer. Dave's a mess. Dave's a mess. Uh, I Still Love You, Reason to Live, and Forever. Mine, Reason to Live, I Still Love You, a million to one. Power ballad to me. He got me into your podcast. Shit, now now I sound like an asshole. Uh,
1: We sounded like it anyways. It's okay.
0: I I know. I just sounded like myself. He got me (laughs) into your podcast, so I was excited to listen to this one. Can't go wrong with either of your lists. Love the episode, guys. All right. Ryan Cook, Michael Scott. Bradley fucking awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. And tell Dave he needs to comment too so we can get to know him, but I know you comment. So, thank you again. Very nice. Um, Jack Pinocchio. <laughs>
1: Hillary, good and mamma, me, even that children. Sit the yellow be shy over, suave, 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 La
0: la suave, 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 my favorite song of Gene's solo album is See You Tonight. Would you call that a ballad? No. I don't know. I said that earlier.
1: It's not a ballad. All right. Plus, I like that song. You hate it. You hate both versions of it. See You Tonight? Um, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of See You In Your Dreams. See You Tonight is still not a ballad. No.
0: Yeah, See You Fucking In Your Dreams is horrible. It's good. Uh, Tyler Keeley. Awesome episode, guys. I agree with Tom that every time I look at you as the best ballad by the standards you guys set. Personally, I consider Million One a power ballad and by far my favorite. Thank you guys for delivering an awesome show every week. Keep kicking ass.
1: All right, thank you. Very nice. Jack Broad says, Do you like kicks? Again, what the fuck? right here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Kevin
0: Jepson, weird. I must be into different ballads. Mine are Take Me Off, Rocket Ride, in Sweet Pain.
1: That's oh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin.
0: Porn dog. <laughs> um, over on Loudcaster's page, Tom, we'll start off with, uh, I think you put up a Bury the Bears fucking uh, t-shirt there,
1: Tom. Of course, because we talked about that in your dad hat. My dad hat. You, you don't um, have a dad hat on tonight, though. This is my old Michigan hat. That's Chris right. Chris Hall.
0: Decisions, decisions. I mean, do you guys even like tough? <laughs> he has a Shout it out loud cash shirt and a tough shirt next to each other.
1: Oof. And oh, what did you say? Keep those shirts
0: apart.
1: He's like, I yeah. love
0: tough. Love whatever you want, buddy. It's all in good fun. Uh, you know, no one can tell you. I listen to fucking country. So I get shit all the time. I don't have a problem with it, and you shouldn't have one either, man. It's
1: all good. Yeah. I listen to Tim Dog. I don't, it's okay. You can make fun of me.
0: Judy Chase, here I am, walk around Long Island City, Queens, just blocks away from the Coventry stood waiting for my car to be serviced and listening to this episode. Headphones on, but still singing along with the ballads. Nice. And then we asked her, what kind of songs? do uh, What are your what's your rankings? She had put every time I look at you, Beth, I still love you forever. Hard luck woman. All right. Very Judy. cool. Thanks, Judy. Our buddy, Sean Dehan. Interesting episode, guys. Something I never really put a whole lot of thought into previously. I spent a lot of time sorting out to me what an actual ballad versus soft rock. Don't you let me down? In the mellow rock songs. Hard luck, woman. Here's my top five forever. Every time I look at you, I will be there. Ooh. Beth, Beth, take me away. Honorable mentions. You're all that I want. The demo. Dude, I think I've created a little bit of uh yeah, a little you brought viral, that- like nobody would bring that was bringing up that song before, right? No,
1: I, you, you've you definitely highlighted that one. Yeah, yeah.
0: similar to you and your fucking uh, gut love for sale, which has become a gut love for sale cult.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, Reason to Live wasn't picked. It's a decent song, I suppose, but it's a blatant ripoff of heart. I Still Love You wasn't picked. Well, Paul sings the crap out of it. It's too long and plodding. <laughs>
1: That's a good call with the reason to live. It does sound like the like that peak 80s heart when Nancy and Ann were smoking hot in those videos. Oh,
0: oh. dude, one was about 450 to 500. Not back then. In the 80s? No. They were, they were hiding
1: the poor girl. Yes, they were. Nah, dude, not Nancy. Nancy looked like a frigging porn no, star in those her, videos. But her poor sister, yeah. They- eh, she was a bit roomy. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless Is she a great big fat fuck Who bought a size 14 Put the lotion in the
0: basket Don't you hurt my dog oh, here we go. Here
1: it comes. This is what happens It takes one thing
0: He's a combo of Ace And Joe Walsh Is that voice Anytime you take my dog, we're going to have fucking problems.
1: It's true. I, that's, a, that's a good one.
0: Oh, wait, was she a great big fat girl?
1: <laughs> well, you help me with, me? My,
0: help me you with f- this couch.
1: Would you fuck me?
0: <laughs> I, I, fuck me. I don't know. I, maybe Rachel
1: will. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> this is what happens. You say one line from one movie. that goes 10 minutes of the show. Oh, <sighs> I Adam Narenberg, guys, I enjoyed this
0: episode. Nobody's opinion is wrong, which is why their opinions. The Paul photo, Johnny, what can you make of that? I can make a hat, I can make a brooch, <laughs> I can make a pterodactyl that flies through the air. And remember, pterodactyls can't stand on the sound of an electric guitar. Very uh, well played, Adam. Awesome. Well
1: played. Love the airplane. Beautiful. Rapunzel and a, Rapunzel. And a family guy.
0: Yeah. All in one. Oh, uh, Johnny's the best on airplane. Oh God, um, Matt Wallace Uh oh Reason to live is my number one kiss ballad On that note My ideal perfect Valentine's Day Set the scene <laughs> Put go. on the song I still love you Swallow a handful of Rose thorns <laughs> Sit on the toilet <laughs> Then go to work Creating what I like to call A scorn and torn <laughs> Valentine's Cannoli. What's a scorned in Dawn Valentine's cannoli? You ask. That is when you hold the copy of the Crazy Nights Thong album cover and start churning some man-made cannoli filling using the cannoli shell as a flashlight, as a fleshlight while at the same time squeezing out chocolate mud topping while the thorns you swallowed tear your inner sphincter walls, creating a splendid raspberry <laughs> topping. Assemble and voila. Use the Crazy Night's album as serving plate and garnish with the remaining of rose petals. Trust me when I say you will feel the love.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Matt Wallace is not behind bars is alarming that he is at large in the public right now after coming up with an idea like that. Our buddy Scott Sunders Love the episode
0: as always, guys. I never really considered this idea when it came to Kiss since I usually skip the ballads. If I'm being honest, that being said, Forever is an undeniable classic. Paul mm. absolutely nails that vocal, which takes it to the next level for me. Graham Richley Great point. I've never really noticed how few genuine ballads kiss made, which is probably a good thing. It is difficult to get anyone to agree on what is and isn't the ballad, but here my list is similar to Tom's with one surprise. One, every time I look at you, two, Shandy, three,
2: oh.
0: Beth, four, Ooh. forever, five, I Can't Stop the Rain. I think Shandy has a place in many Aussie fans' hearts. For me, I Still Love You is tough listen. Uh, I really have to be in the mood for such Paul self-indulgence. So skip it most times, but sometimes it hits the spot. Listening back, I wish we had more Peter tunes. Just not enough of that great voice on later albums. Um, Good point. Agreed. I I think Shandy does have a place in many KISS fans' heart. Uh Oh, it's called Cholesterol.
1: Oh, (laughs) boy. Come on. Be nice. It's a fucking great song. Oh,
0: <laughs> Kelly Jim Blair. Wow, yet another great episode. Personally, I included a demo to my top five kiss ballads. There's just something about Gene's demo, Mongoloid Man, <laughs> that, <laughs> that makes my wife, Kelly. Lick her lips and twirl her hair. Oh. Tom and Zeus love you guys.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: What the fuck?
1: <laughs> these people are insane. I'm glad we, we've provided an outlo- an outlet for some of these people to just lose their mind.
0: Yeah, because they realize there are other insane people out there. And we exactly. All listen to Kiss. I love it. It's great. We all listen to Kiss. Sneed yep. Rock. Good episode. And also interesting. Look at how little Kiss did in terms of ballots. I agree and disagree with some of your choices, though. While mainly about love and slower and tempo, ballads in literary sense is a poem that tells a story or laments a situation. Alice Cooper's ballads of Dwight Fry immediately comes to mind. Uh, does the ball- Does Alice Cooper's Only Women Bleed? Is that a ballad?
1: Uh, Yeah. Is it? Lyrically, maybe. Yeah. Eh, yeah. I would say. Eh, yeah. I don't know.
0: Go listen yeah. to Only, uh, Only Women Bleed. Uh, I'm saying this is as, as totally as think going blind is a ballad, demented and odd, but a ballad nonetheless. On gene solo, I'm see you tonight, always near you, nowhere to hide. Mr. Maple, leave a ballads, in my opinion. In regards <laughs> to why they never did more, I instantly thought back to when the talisman was saying Gene thought some songs are too wimpy. I think from the backlash destroy got they never want to go far away from the kiss sound as they did with Beth. <clears throat> um what were the fucking albums after Love Gun sounding like? But anyways, yeah. going more commercial is fine, but ballad territory could have been a place they didn't want to revisit. Yeah, because the ballads that they did were either Beth or what well, a lot of people are calling a bad, Hard Luck Woman. How did those do in the charts? Right. Anyways, I'm all over Sneed today. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, going, Sneed. <laughs> going more commercial is fine, but ballad territory could have been in the place they didn't want to revisit. In saying that, the most modern Kiss ballads are good to great for what they were forever is well-written tune. And yes, Zeus, I've always gotten a kick out of how Eric bash the drums and such a ballady song. Tom. I also agree. Every time I look at you, it's a good song. I will be there from creatures, uh, from carnival souls is fine as well. The only ballad I wish I could race from the catalog is that steaming fucking turd from cycle circus. Oh. Absolutely disgusting. Yep. Always boys. Thanks for another fun episode.
1: Thank you, buddy. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I, 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 uh, Ooh, there's a lot more songs than that song from Psycho Circus on Kiss discography, but that's just me. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah,
0: yeah. fucking Shandy. Um, what? Over on
2: YouTube!
0: <laughs> YouTube. Jay Rucker. Great episode, guys. My top five in no order is I Still Love You Forever. Beth, You're All That I Want. Take Me Away Together as One. Yeah. Mr. Antonio 2005, I would have never guessed that you're all that I want was a ballad until you replayed the demo. And damn, it sounds so good. This rendition. Yep. So I can't stop the rain. And don't you let me down a very underrated song. Peter's voice sounded great on both tracks. Awesome show, guys. Very entertaining as always. Can I just make him like comment of the year? Because that he's, was just he's, the
1: ba- he's awesome. We love him. He hits
0: it out of the park every week. But he fucking nails everything. Oh, just yep. You're all that I want, and he loves the two Peter songs. Oh, it ain't gonna get better than that.
1: That's the easy way to get that's the easy way to Zeus's heart. Oh, so you like Peter,
0: exactly. Yep. Uh, John B. Good, Tom. Uh, I remember when I first heard Beth on my AM radio back in '76. I remember that the middle of the song, this beautiful ballad, I was interrupted by a phone call about a
1: chainsaw. My son, had for sale. here it comes. This is so good. I remember reading this, I almost died. Keep going.
0: Only a few people will get this, but oh yeah, I know. The ones that do will get a kick out. When I went to go look if I still had the saw, I tripped over my doggy, and a barbell fell on my leg, nearly severing my ankle and a little nub of bone sticking out like a peg leg pirate. I ended the phone call and started chain smoking Paul Malls as I sat in my bar cat lounger and waiting for my son to come home, as my leg would just swing there by a piece of skin. I started frantically calling all the radio stations, requesting to play Beth, and I spent the rest of the afternoon smoking and drinking vanilla schnapps as Beth serenaded me in the background. I think I was in shock, and I got a tingler in my ankle where the bone had come out and tingled me like a tingler, but I think I was just in shock that such a beautiful ballad from such a very scary band. <laughs> nice. Don't you become so hurtful to me. <laughs> That's leveling all sorts of charges. Uh, Dan Moss. Good episode, guys, but I don't understand why you would want them to have done more ballads. Ballads are not what Kiss should be about, even though I love forever and don't mind reason to live. Kiss are a rock band. Look at Bon Jovi. Started off great, then turned into a ballad band with drows like Bed of Roses and always. that put me off to them. I like energy and bounce and not draggy, lame, sentimental slop. Keep up the great work, though, lads. Much appreciated.
1: It doesn't. I don't mean- know if we I don't know if we said we wanted more ballads. I think we were more just talking about surprise that they didn't do more. I don't know if either one of us wanted more.
0: Yeah. So I look at is like, do I want a real ballad or do I want more fucking tomorrow or Shandy fucking
1: shit or easy? I, 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 seems? I, I want more tomorrow and Shandy. Oh
0: Fuck that. Or Hell like, yes. do I want other bad songs? Do I want? Oh, I, I can't have another ballad. I need a Boomerang 2
1: I would rather have Boomerang 2 than Nothing Can Keep Me From You or I Finally Found My Way Ah, no, no I'll
0: take those songs every day Oh,
1: pew (laughs) (laughs) No
0: Mark Stewart They're my opinions only If you listen to Kiss Demo for you're all that
1: I want Oh my god It's a new episode
0: Yeah, and John Bon Jovi's demo to Who Said It Would Last Forever It's almost the same song Coincidence? You judge Paul's "Hold Me, Touch Me" is a ripoff of David Soul's "Don't Give Up on Us, Baby." Same mannerism, intro to all. Hell, Rod Stewart turned down "Hard Luck Woman" because he said I already recorded "Maggie May," and "Forever" was a hit because it was co-written by Michael Bolton. Oof, nice. There's a, there's a lot there that you can. Every fucking if you go into music, everything's ripped off for somewhere.
1: Oh yeah, of course.
0: And they all took it from Chuck Berry, so I don't give a
1: shit. I don't uh, know if "Hard Luck Woman" was a ripoff from Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, oh, the origins of Rocky all I know, him. of course, I know. Uh, and tales of a kiss geek says, "Do you like kicks?" Again, jeez
0: Oh, we'll end it with our buddy Marty.
1: Oh boy, here we go.
0: Boy, oh boy, you guys really caused some problems at my house this week. My girlfriend, <laughs> who has a steroid problem and built like Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> there it is. Spent the night. I put the new episode on and went to sleep. But then came the definition of a ballad. When it was defined as a slow romantic, she, she hit me and said, turn that shit off. They don't know what a ballad is. I said, babe, that's a legitimate definition. She glared and said, no, a ballad is a story told in a poetic form. I told her that was an older definition, but the one Tom and Zeus were using was also right. She doesn't like a challenge to her intellect and got very angry. I was too tired to get the bucket of sand And my assy nipples were still sore from the last time. So she said down and at the same time, raised the sheet. When I got there, I discovered it had been a while since she maintained. I began to pull away, but she squeezed my ass neck between her legs, trapping me. No one likes dental floss, guys. No
1: one. God almighty, what's the matter with these people?
0: These are our fans. These are our crowd. These are our people, Tom. Oh, God. We love it loud.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Go ahead, Tom. What do you got left?
1: All right. We've got a few emails here. We'll get through these quick. We got a new one here from Emmanuel Martins. Hey there, Tom and Zeus. My name is Emmanuel from Brazil. I'm 42 when I was first introduced to Kiss back in 1990 when I was just 11. Forever became a hit here. It even became part of a Brazilian soap opera soundtrack. Wow. Ooh. I was immediately hooked by the thunderous drumming of Eric Carr, and then I borrowed a bootleg VHS of the Hot in the Shade tour from an older friend. Long story short, I am a huge Eric fan and Kiss's unmasked era overall, even naming my son Eric, who is now four. And I think Eric has been strongly neglected by the band since his passing. Agreed. Love your podcast. Lots of laughs and fun. Congrats for the show and the honesty. Tell them the real truth about Kiss is not common. Rock on, guys. P.S. Maybe one day we can have a beer together on the cruise. I went back in 2014, 15, 18, and 19. Cheers. P.S. 2. My English is not the best, but I refuse to use Google Translator. And then he posts an adorable picture of his two young uh, kids, ages 2, Amanda and Eric, age 4. Beautiful stuff. Thank you, Emmanuel. That's awesome. Greetings, and hope you're having a good time in Brazil. Thank you, my friend. It's awesome. You do, Ben. Desculpa yeah.
0: Descoup- you now, follow Portuguese.
1: Ooh, well, bravo. All right.
0: I, I live in the capital of Brazil, Framingham, Massachusetts.
1: That's true. Yeah. Well,
0: actually, I take that back. I work in the capital of Brazil, and that is Framingham, Massachusetts.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I work not too far from the other capital of Milford, Mass. <laughs> yes. <so>. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then uh, Marlborough's the semi
1: capital. Exactly. And then we got one other one here from our good friend Daniel LeBlanc. Hey, Tom and Zeus love these type of discussions. I've been meaning to look for a kiss song listing that breaks down the lyrics into different subject groups. For example, a category of songs that are sex related, like love em, Leave 'Em, leave take it off. Let's put the X in sex songs that are relationship related. Save your love forever. Prisoner of love songs that are party songs like rock and roll all night and cold gin demon songs. And so on, what would be the lyrical subject matter for a song like within Ooh, that could be be a question of the week some week. Thanks for the ballad song discussion. Before this podcast, I would have overestimated the number of Kiss songs that are considered ballads if I had to answer off the top of my head. Take care and all that. Daniel LeBlanc. That's a great email. And I like that email. Maybe that'll be a future topic breaking down into categories. But thank you, Daniel. Daniel. Good stuff. Appreciate it. Introspective. I don't know. Uh, Awful. How (laughs) about that? (laughs) The chorus, I love. The chorus of that song is amazing. Wow.
0: Um, uh, uh, oh, the other uh, verse is brutal. I like just
1: it. brutal. That's it for emails. And then back to you, Zeus, to wrap it up.
0: Yes, sir. So uh, I was scrolling around right before the episode. I thought I had comment of the week. And then I just noticed it. And we never commented on it because I didn't notice it before. But our buddy, who will come up a little bit later, Our buddy Joe Decker, Patreon superstar, um, put up a video of himself, said, definitely my favorite Kiss ballad, possibly my favorite Kiss song. This was my wedding song, 2001. I'm divorced now, but it's still a great song. Dude, he plays the solo from Forever. It's and insane. If, if you close your eyes, you're like, oh, is, is that a,
1: a a Bruce cut of them doing it?
0: Sounds like fucking Bruce. It's unbelievable. Joe. It is
1: unbelievable. Joe, bravo. That was Zeus. And I listened to that with our jaws dropped. It was fucking spectacular. Bravo, buddy.
0: Yeah, we might have to take that and we'll probably post it onto Twitter or something. Yeah. And uh, that Share was that. Yeah, absolutely. It is a great version. It's about 39 seconds. It was on our episode post, but we'll repost it to our Facebook page yeah. and uh, online and uh, on uh, Twitter so that people can see it. It's uh, amazing. Even I missed it until yeah, I me, I, I did, too. I did, yeah. too. Fucking great job. We love this shit. So for that and the comment and your amazing guitar playing, you, Patreon superstar, Joe Decker, our comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic.
0: Um, The other thing, Tom, is we got another one of those videos, this time from another Patreon guy, Kevin Northern. Oh, my God. Took, awesome. Hook down, uh, down on your knees, and he put it behind the dance sequence from the
1: breakfast club. Fucking amazing. We posted that on our Twitter and Facebook. If you missed that, go back and check it out. It's awesome. It's so great. That's the kind of stuff we love. You guys are amazing. It's awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you guys. All We appreciate it. And Tom, we've talked about a few of our Patreon uh, people. Uh, We got a couple new ones this uh, week to talk about, and we want to thank personally. And they are two Scots. That's right. Scott Sunders and scott Hendricks, they both became patreon members this uh week and we can't thank them enough we really appreciate it scott we uh for you joining the patreon family and this family is you know started off with us doing it last year in the beginning saying let's see how this works out we're at the 40 strong tom 40 Love strong it. amazing and it's just keeps growing the community's great it, we have a. Uh, a ton of fun talking about all sorts of things. We have uh, different little trinkets, souvenirs, novelties, party, party tricks. tricks that we uh, we give out. And then uh, you guys help us and contribute to the podcast. There are a couple different tiers. Pick one that you like and you can do and that you want to help out us with. And, you know, join the fun. Join the family. Uh, Patreon has been super helpful to us. And uh, we've got a lot of things coming. And again, I know we've been teasing something for about a year and a half now. It's almost here. (laughs) And we can't wait. Slow and and steady
1: wins the race. Yeah. And
0: we can't wait to share it. And that's that's because of Patreon. And thank you, guys. You guys have been a huge help. And if you want to help us and you want to be part of the show and you want to do something that, you know, makes you feel good, do you feel right? Oh, boy. Dan, Dan. Do you feel? Okay, I won't go ahead. Um Come join us on Patreon. We we really appreciate it, and we really uh, uh, think that it's a, a lot of fun for people, and the people that are there, it's a great community. Uh, you can join us by going to patreon.com uh, or uh, the app, the Patreon app you can join. Or even if you see the episode notes, there's a link to it. Click on that. Find us under creator. You would search and shout it out loudcast. We come up, take a look, see if anything there interests you, and come join the fun. And uh, can't thank you guys enough. Welcome, Scott and Scott.
1: Yeah, you guys are the best. Amazing. Huge shout out to uh, our two newest members, Scott and Scott. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. And uh, huge thanks, as we say every week, to everybody in the Patreon family. Uh, we love to see that it's growing. We can't thank you guys enough. Uh, and, you know, it, it's amazing what's going on here with the family. We're, we're doing a lot of fun things within the group, within Patreon.
0: Yeah, they're uh, liking
1: talk- the video. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> we're, starting to, we're starting to sprinkle in some little behind-the-scenes action sequences from what goes on during these silly recordings. Stupid shit. Yep. Um, we we solved the mystery of who dropped ass in the
0: middle of our uh, motley crew episode. That yep. just discovered. Yeah. Um, and other stupid stuff. Watching Tom, who uh, can't get through reading. What was that Twitter name? Fat Fat
1: Vince is out of breath. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then stupid shit like that. And uh, we appreciate you guys. And thank you. And remember, remember, you join Patreon. You are part of the group that picks our album review crew episode when the Patreon pick comes up. That's right. In addition, you will be part of the March Kiss Madness Tournament, which is our annual tournament that we do online, and you will be part of that. Yep. So all because of Patreon. So thank you, guys.
1: You guys are the best. Thank you.
0: Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World. A lot of news
1: this week. Yeah, the big story here, Kiss Cruise being announced, um, in terms of the pre-sale and some of the details and everything. But the big story here was the headline The last time Kiss will perform on the high seas. So of course, everyone is like, does that mean there's going to be a Kiss Cruise without Kiss? Because it didn't say that this is the final Kiss cruise. It said this is the final time Kiss will perform on the cruise. So everybody's flipping out, wondering what the hell is going on here. I cannot and I do not want to believe that there will be a quote-unquote Kiss cruise without Kiss, because that's called Monsters of Rock.
0: They will be there. They will not be performing. They'll probably do something like where Gene plays a couple sets, maybe with the the talisman or something. Paul maybe brings Soul Station with him and performs like that. And then maybe once in a while, one of them jumps up or something. And it was like, oh, you know, Fuck should that. We, Paul will go. Should I jump on stage and play with Gene?
1: No, <laughs> no.
0: Remember a while back, I was bitching about the Kiss Cruise and saying that. From what I understand, from you know, Kiss Cruise early Kiss Cruise, what they've come to do is give you this wonderful package at this price and then slowly take away from it.
1: And now they're going to take themselves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now they're going to take, now they're going to take themselves away from it.
0: You do it. You get a free meet, meet and greet and you get all this free stuff, autograph 10 things. Now you get meet and greet, no autographs. Now you don't even get the meet and greet. Now you don't even get autographs. Now Now you you don't don't even get get the the band.
1: (laughs) That's what's going to happen. Dude. Mark my words. They'll fucking get on that boat. We can't, we can't do a kiss cruise without
0: going and performing. Yes, we can. The kiss tards will pay money.
1: He's right. And I've seen people talking a lot online already about it, that they'll go.
0: Their the price like you will said,
1: drop dramatically though. Okay. Let, let's just say we don't want to spend the entire episode because this could be an entire episode quickly off the top of your head. What does this announcement mean? First of all, I know, I know one reason, one huge reason why they made the announcement, obviously to make ticket sales go through the roof. The boat will be completely sold out now. If, if you want to go on this kiss cruise. Get your tickets as soon I, as you can. Because I, I, I had a feeling. It's going no, to be gone.
0: I had no intention of going. Me neither. They released this. And then me now. and like, like. Do you want to do it? But we also thinking, had the discussion. We're thinking of it. So this is the other thing. We also had the discussion. Like you know the fear of missing out. Yep. The last cruise they're going to do. And you've said to me. When is the last time Kiss went above and beyond for something like this?
1: Nothing. No, never. Dude, people still wait for that Dubai DVD. Dude, this is going to be their last performance on the cruise. You know what it's going to be like? The cruise. No, it's going to be just like the cruise we just went on. There's going to be nothing. It's going to be nothing. Hey, guys, thanks for making it 11 Kiss Cruise. See you next year when we have uh, Vinny on or whatever. You know, like, no.
0: it Yeah. And even the,
1: de- even the description of the Im- events on the boat are exactly the same. There's nothing special. All-, all it says in big, bold letters is that it's the last time they're going to perform on the high seas. But all, all-, all the, all the, things oh, I that got happen- it, Tom, I just thought of it. What, what is it?
0: Gene and, uh, Ace and Peter are going to join. So it will be the last time the original four will perform on the cruise.
1: Oh, please. <clears throat> I just don't understand. I mean, with all due respect, I understand people spend their money how they want. I, I, I don't understand how they're going to be able to call it a kiss cruise without them, and I don't understand why you would go on that. I, I don't get that, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. i do it for the hang. I don't want to hang out with anybody who's going on the kiss cruise without the fucking band on the boat. <laughs> How's that? Okay.
0: You don't want to hang out with Sad Gene and
1: all the other kiss tards on the crew. I would hang out with Sad Gene. He was fucking great. Hang out with Jeff. Me, you, Jeff, all the guys will sit in the corner of Kiss Kara. Actually, you know what? I would go on the Kiss Cruise if it was just Kiss Karaoke 24 hours a day.
0: And then we just sat there with our friends. The price will be a lot more affordable. Me and you were looking. Remember, somebody fucking sent us something about the Beach Boys Cruise. The only one in there is Brian Wilson, I think, is still on the Beach Boys. Not Brian Wilson. Fucking the other asshole that everybody hates. Uh, What's his fucking name? The cousin there. Mike Love. He's the only one on there. And they were like, fucking cruises of four room, it's like 250 bucks. Like, meanwhile, yeah, no one's going on
1: that. that that's because it's like the boat that takes you to Martha's Vineyard. The <laughs> fucking that's not a cruise. It's like <laughs> a ferry. But that's what Kiss will do. Their prices will have to drop. They're not. You go online right now. Well, for this one, because it's the last no, one I'm saying
0: know. after that, it they would have to drop and. Maybe it's a nice way to get away. It's kiss music all the time. You're hanging out with your buddies. There's
1: are they going to the call it the kiss?
0: Cruise? Fuck. Yeah, they're not stupid. Of course, they brand that the kiss Cruise. And there'll be a special appearance by Paul Stanley. This is how I make the pasta. You know, it works better if you
1: would just shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm hold. Hey, hey, who wants to help me bring out my 900 pound pizza oven that I just bought? Hey, come out. I'm going to cook a pizza on the dock
0: which is another part of the news. <laughs> Him and Go these ahead. pizzas, that pizza that he just put out there, it's like the crust is like, like half the pizza, push the sauce and the cheese further down. The crust shouldn't be look, more than two inches.
1: Look, it's a crooked pizza for the crooked man. <laughs> okay. That's what it is. You saw that. That is a fucking DiGiorno frozen pizza. Here's a
0: little secret behind the scenes, guys. So Uh-oh. a couple of times when we'll go on the show, Tom and I are be like, okay, anything else news? Are we forgetting something? We'll quickly <laughs> look over to Paul or Peter's, Peters, uh, Paul or Gene's like Twitter account and see if anything stupid's up there. And Tom's like, scroll back up, scroll back up. And he's like, look at the last six images of Paul's Twitter account. Three of them were like all sorts of emotional reactions. Paul, the miserable. F- Paul, like was- with the fucking the Ross Geller smile, Paul looking like fucking, I don't know. And, and what then what were
1: the what? other, th- what were the other three pictures? Three shitty pizzas. <laughs> his last six pictures were pizzas and him with sucking on a lemon face. <laughs> That's your star child. <laughs> That's going to be the cruise.
0: <laughs> I think, I think in his last concert, the guy- they're also going to have a fucking that pizza oven it's gonna it's gonna a on pop. a rig. It's going to be like Poppy. You can't <laughs> stick your hand into a five hundred degree oven. You no, know, he's going to. All right, Love Gun. He's going to get on that fucking rig, and he's going to hold the pizza, <laughs> yeah. and there'll be a rig holding the pizza oven. He'll, and be thrown gonna, out,
1: <laughs> he'll be throwing out slices to the fan as he fucking flies <laughs> over the
0: crowd. But at first, <laughs> he's going to be trying to. Put the pizza in the oven as he's flying. <laughs> Not with a guitar, but he's got a pizza fucking uh, pizza <laughs> stick there and a spatula. And then he plays his song and pizza's ready. <laughs> <laughs> he puts his fucking pizza thing out
1: and he starts chucking. He Boy, starts <laughs> and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, holy shit, Paul, those fucking <laughs>
0: Regina slices. He's firing boiling hot pizza
1: slices at people. You hear people screaming below. They're getting singed with 200 degree pepperoni slices. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So fuck the fuck.
0: Oh, man. Pizza ovens. Oh, Oh, man. Anyway. And then in addition to that, we had some sad news to report,
1: right? Yes, we did. The loss of Big John Hart. Everybody uh, who's a Kiss fan knows him. The legendary bodyguard um, had that, you know, they called him Big John for a reason. A huge Hulk of a man with that awesome mustache. Um, Rest in peace to him. And uh, it was nice to see Gene and Paul on uh, Twitter send out some condolences. Ace sent out something really nice on Facebook. Peter Um, did
0: on his own website
1: yeah on his own website he did too so that was nice to see everybody and kiss's official social media themselves sent out some condolences and of course all the you know all the diehard kiss fans were posting pictures of big john uh with the band a lot of people they met uh big john and they had their picture taken with him he did that iconic picture of him you know kind of with his arm out protecting the people and everything so uh rest in peace to him he's definitely a a kiss legend yeah
0: and uh and god bless his family yeah
1: absolutely Um,
0: and tom um give me a second i just gotta go grab a couple slices at the local (laughs) pandemic paul pizzeria
2: hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds
1: Ding, ding. I'm back. The pizza's ready. Let's get going. Woo. The
0: people (laughs) seem to like the pizza. (laughs) Well, Tom, another Kiss show debuted. Uh, These Real channel. I mean, Reels, Axis. I watch them from time to time. They're great. When I have them on my cable network here, Mm. Verizon Files. And uh, I watch it. They have a lot of good rocks. I've seen, and I taped it. It was an Axel Rose frontman. Yep, And I watched it. I'm like, God, this is fucking long. It's not really informative much. It was all right. But, you know, you don't usually see docs on our favorite type of what would be considered hard rock metal slash hair bands. So I found it interesting. And there are a lot of other shit. And then I, you know, people were talking about, oh, they're doing one for Kiss. And. You know they already already done the breaking the band, which is a, a series they do, and now frontman is sounds like another series, and this one they did on two frontmen because Kiss has two, and that is Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. So we heard about this. Uh, we are now taping Wednesday night. This yeah. aired, I believe, last Sunday night.
1: Uh, it was on Saturday and Sunday. They showed Saturday it and there. Sunday.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then just to just to give a little PSA to people out there, so reels. It's R-E-E-L-Z, okay? It's not very easy to find. I'll tell you right now, if you have uh, like a smart TV, there's a Reels app, okay? That is different than Reels channel. The Reels app, you can subscribe to that for $1.99 a month, and that gives you like on-demand access to some of their shows, but it doesn't give you the ability to watch them quote-unquote live, okay? I have the Reels channel through sling okay we don't have cable here we have like streaming tv so we have sling tv and i have the i have the reels channel which is different than the reels app it's hard to find uh it's it's a it's definitely a newer kind of fledgling type of uh cable network but they show tons of document. it's all it real. it's all true crime murder shit and music shit it's awesome if you're into that
0: yeah for instance you're watching it i was watching this one and there's an advertising for a thing about white snake and their songs yes fuck when are you going to yep. see a doc
1: on White Snake? And guess what premieres next weekend? That oh, brand oh, new no. doc, the, the brand new documentary on the station uh, nightclub fire, which um, thankfully me, you and Jimmy oh, never went to. Jesus Christ. I, yeah, that I could knock on
0: easily been us in there, dude.
1: I knock on wood and say a friggin' sign of the cross every time we think of that because we would have been there. We would oh. have been there. Um, But yeah, so this is a, a series called Frontman. If um, this one's called front men because it's about Paul and Gene, but they they've done them on a couple other front men um, and they do yeah, other documentaries they did one on
0: Anvil and killer dwarfs. Didn't they do one on them?
1: Oh yeah. That, that was like a multi-pot mini series. That was <laughs> fucking fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. So we're not going to go blow by blow through the thing. Um, I think this documentary we'll talk about at the end, but just to give you a heads up, it kind of serves two purposes. It's either for the diehards like us, or it's for the people that are kind of looking at the network and being like, oh, I don't know anything about KISS. Um, but we're, we're, we're going to talk about it. Yeah,
0: I remember how popular Behind the Music was. You end up watching shit on bands you do not even really like. Exactly. Um, it's just cheap, bubblegum, easy to digest. Yep. Um, we talked about when we did Breaking the Band, they have some aspects of reenactment, which is, again, horrendous. Oh,
1: Jesus. Oh my they God.
0: have like... F- friends or people in rock critics. So Eddie, Eddie trunk is on this one. Um, they have door AKA, mrs arnold schwarzenegger and
1: then the kiss yeah and then the kiss into the gene simmons i do an album with him Ah. i love it when they play with the Gene. He's such a nice man he blows the fire and he spits the blood that's wonderful
0: oh my god this is fantastic i'm like oh my god that's fucking arnold Uh,
1: and then they and then they had what i was surprised they actually had the young woman named sydney taylor and i was surprised because she has a podcast and she's pretty active on social media so i was like Friggin' good on her because you know her career is kind of taken off so that was kind of cool i'm like good for her she's got a podcast out there a rock podcast uh she posts a lot of stuff on social media about, about music so that was you know good for her to see that uh obviously eddie trunk doro you had larry Mazer, who was the band's manager from 89 to 94 then you had of course the psychiatrist who's like smoking hot and chicken, <laughs> you know and then of course they threw in uh this other woman who just clearly knows nothing about the band.
0: Um, um, there was also, did you notice Richard
1: Beanstock? Yes. The co-auth- co-author of uh, Nothing But A Good Time, that amazing 80s rock book. Correct. Yes. Correct. That was great.
0: God bless him. He looks like fucking uh, Sideshow Bob. Sideshow like,
1: Bob. Yeah, exactly. Right? But it, yep. but
0: he has uh, a lot to say. And I was like, why yeah. do I know that name? As soon as he came on, I'm like, same thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That's fucking yep. what's his name? Yep. Um, the lady's name was, I think, Lina Davis. Was that her name? The lady. Yeah, I, lo- I looked, like looked a her rock up. critic or something. Yeah,
1: exactly. She's just like a rock critic in general. Yeah.
0: And then there was. <laughs> I put down, Tom, I know. Fucking Doctor Judy Ho, ooh, me so horny for Doctor Ho, <laughs> ho ho ho, ooh, she was looking good. She was hot. Oh my gosh, yeah, she was looking really good. Uh, they had Tony Zarella, the Wicked Lester drummer. Yes, um, Bob Gruen, the photographer, took the uh, dress to kill
1: photos, and they had a lot of stuff from. Binky Phillips. <laughs> Who, oh, okay. I'm going to be Blinky, I'm, boom, I'm, Binky, I'm whatever. Gonna be, I'm going to be honest with you. We've seen every Kiss documentary, and I, I do not recall this guy at all, ever.
0: Yeah, he's... Uh, I, I, I remember him in Kistery, his name popping up, but... I remember uh, his name popping up, but he was featured
1: prominently in this thing.
0: Yeah, I'm always like always thinking of well, yeah, Binky. I'm, like, I'm thinking of the Spocky. Okay, Binky, Blinky, whatever <laughs> your name is. We're going to need you to do some juggling. We're going to need you to throw some firebombs. Binky.
1: Binky. Yeah. It was cool to hear from Bob Grew and the photographer. That was kind of neat. And, yeah. and of course, Tony Zarello, Wicked Lester. So that was kind of yeah, cool. I thought they were going to
0: bring on uh, Steve Cornell, but I don't know. Was he not available?
1: They couldn't get him uh, off of uh, off the bracelet program and bring him uh, <laughs> to, into the studio. I don't think. He was on cell block he can't, he can't be within 500 feet of a camera. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, they you know it starts off. I You know, I like that there's certain times I'm like, okay, these guys know their shit about kiss. And then there are other times like, are these people stupid? Or yep. do they not know anything about kiss? So they always start with the, the alive two images and stuff. And, you know, the shows about front men. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, the first one I ever saw in this episode was about Axl Rose. Makes sense, right? A great frontman, man. Uh, and then this is like, you know, they say that Gene and Paul are two front men. And then they, Tom, they immediately go to Doro, who's like, I just the accent. And he's like, Love Oh, it. Gene is like my, he's so professional. He, I'm like his daughter. I'm like, Dude, you're not his daughter. Good. You're that not his daughter good. because I guarantee you he tried to bang you
1: or he did. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. She like, was, she was blazing hot in her glory. She's still cute for now. She's old, an older woman for, for her. Sakes. Yeah,
0: exactly. For her age, she looks, yeah, cool. God bless her. And then, you know, they, they, they're they talking about the groups, and then I'm like, oh, so I'm always interested in the beginning, like, who's going to be on the show? Who's going to be yeah. talking? And so then you see Eddie, you see Larry Mazar, I'm like, ooh. Yep. And I'm like, he's got a wicked, like, Paul Heyman from WCW <laughs> ECW Wrestling look going with the Gallagher skullet. Um, <laughs> God bless him. And then you see, like, the Richard Beanstalk, I'm like, why the fuck do I know him? Yep. And then also, you you know, you see uh, Sidney Taylor, I'm like, just fucking t- tweeting with her last week. I'm like,
1: exactly.
0: Oh, God yep. damn.
1: Yep. Um, ooh, Dr. Ho. Oof. Ho <laughs> Miss Ho
0: don't know. He's exactly. some young meat. But you know, and then they start off like they always do. They 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 talk about the success where they are, the height of the success in yep. 1978. And then they go into uh talk about unmasking and how they got to the point where they need to unmask. And then they start to the reenactment shit in the beginning. What I thought was funny is they start showing. It's the same old story, guys. We've all talked about it. It's our show. It's a kiss podcast. You guys know it. Gene was born in Israel. No. Paul grew up in a tough environment. in his in a tough family home.
1: We know before, it. B- before that, I texted Zeus. I said, Zeus, I am two fucking minutes into this. And they've already brought up Paul's fucking ear literally two minutes i'm like and if i didn't think and this these are unauthorized kiss is not part of it any any footage of paul and gene is like previous like old footage so i'm like even these guys are obsessed with the ear stuff five minutes into the into the episode so
0: i think they like it to think paul would enjoy the talk before he wrote his book nobody talked about this since nobody. he's written his book oh my it, every interview it's the only thing. every fucking documentary everything that's all like, as though like that consumed his life. That's
1: it's it. true. It's he didn't true. do
0: anything before that or afterwards. Yep. So, yep. you know, and they do the usual story. You talk about their, the one part that I found funny. They talk about, I should say funny, but go ahead. They talked about Gene and a tough life. that His father kind of abandoned the family and they showed bad reenactment. Oh, dude, like, that was Gene, so bad. Gene's mother bringing Gene with him. And they look at like some fucking old, like. You know, European fucking Middle Eastern balcony uh, of a house. Yeah. And like, it's like some guys hooking up with some lady on the balcony and she's like taking him away and stuff. It looks like fucking Don Corleone's mother bringing him to go see what's his name?
1: I swear to God, it looked like Godfather outtakes. I said the same thing. Godfather too. I'm like, listen. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you're doing a reenactment of Gene walking in on his dad, like banging another chick. <laughs> I don't think that's necessary for this documentary. Janko Olive
0: Oil, Faro America. He <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
0: <laughs> asks him his name, then he's like Vincenzo Fucking. What was his last name in the, the original um, godfather? Andolini. Andolino, Andolini, yeah, Vito Endolini. And, and this is for you.
1: God. Oh, that was so great. Yeah. Oh, so great. Kiss Godfather! <laughs> oh, jeez, here we go.
0: Gene goes back to Israel. Kiss Gene Simmons. <laughs> Kiss Gene Simmons, and this is for you. When Gene
1: blows fire in the guy's face. <laughs> I couldn't believe that, though. Oh, yeah,
0: it was pretty bad. And then the other one was the re- I, again. Why do I find this shit funny? You know why? You Holy- know why? Because
1: you're desensitized because we've heard these stories a hundred times. So now they become funny and they're not <laughs> supposed to be. They show a kid hiding in his
0: bathroom because his sister's like banging with a fucking hammer ah! Now,
1: now uh, I watched the beginning of this documentary with my son who's 17. He knows he knows a lot a, a ton about kiss from me. But he didn't know any of this backstory, so we're watching it. he's like, what the heck? I go, oh yeah, I go, you don't you have no idea how insane Paul's sister still is, not just was. Uh. He's like, what? And I told him about some of the stuff on social media. And then he was watching that reenactment of his sister, like trying to smash down the bathroom door with a fucking uh, sledgehammer and all that. Like, she got, she got kind of quiet lately. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, because no one, no one paid her any mind for all of her insanity or, or, on Facebook.
0: Or maybe somebody something said, you know, this oh, life you're living, do you want to go back to where you were living before? Shut the fuck up. Get away from these fucking losers. Good point. And fucking appreciate your fucking brother for helping you.
1: Yeah, that's you, true too. Yeah.
0: and Get away from these enablers. Yep. So maybe that's what happened. But, anyways, let's get back to the quick story. I'm laughing that somebody's being shown their father adulter, and the other kid is getting terrorized by a
1: teenager with a hammer. The reenactments are just, ugh, it's just so it's so, so
0: bad. And you know, we all know the story. Two similar personalities in a in you know United States, Paul, because he was a child. They got made fun of because he had the deformity. And we all know kids are mean and evil. So that's yep. the shit that happened to him. Gene came to the country, didn't know anything, didn't have any friends, couldn't speak the language. Paul got into music. Gene got into, like, comic books and superheroes and all that other shit. We know this story. We, you know, it's nice that they're sharing it, but it's nothing groundbreaking. So you're watching this and you're like, okay, oh, well, guess what? They heard the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, Tom.
1: Well, that's the that's the thing is that this is it's your standard KISS documentary and they're just presenting it to you as a Paul and Gene story.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they cut out some of the Ace and Peter stuff or other stuff to focus more on more.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And then they show clips. They show show repeated clips of 2014 and 16 outtakes of Gene and Paul. They must have found them on various television programs. Didn't have to pay KISS, but had to pay those networks for those clips. Correct. So I think maybe that's why they got him. And then yep. that's when you start seeing the guy, Tony Zorella. I'm like, the wicked Lester's drummer? I've never seen him yeah. on TV. Me neither. This little part of the show I liked because they started showing Tony Zorella started walking. But I like how they showed the clip of him coming onto the camera. He's like walking on the streets in New York. Looks like he's lost. Like, huh? Oh, what what where do you want me to go? <laughs>
1: It looked like it looked like it looked like an extra, like he, like be, he should be hanging out with like da- Larry David, like a Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, what you, you told me to wear these white jeans? Why am I here? Like,
0: like <laughs> it reminds me of those overreactors in those commercials. <laughs> they make everything that, that that normal people do seem like the hardest thing in the air. Are you cut? Are you like getting rid of air here?
1: Oh yeah, it's like oh. <laughs> oh! <laughs>
0: Yeah. You have difficulty cutting your toenails And the guy's like oh <laughs> Like everything is so ridiculous
1: Over the top Yeah
0: And the, the guy was just a walking down the street And he's like oh what oh, oh. <laughs> But anyways they, I liked how they were showing that Even the, the uh, Lena lady Like they showed different parts of New York This is where Popcorn Theater was Right Yeah Yeah um, And this is where uh, the diplomat or this is where they took the photo and they're all showing these New York landmarks.
1: Yeah, that the on the on site stuff was was, the on site stuff was was pretty cool.
0: Electric Lady Studios, (coughs) um, you know, things like that. Bob Groom was talking about where he took the photograph and the background between Dress to Kill. That stuff is little quirky fucking things that you like it's about kiss so yeah we you go through 20 minutes before you find one piece of nugget you're like oh that's cool i yeah. get it but it's still kiss so you just go
1: along with it. and you're seeing something from a different angle from a different person like i've never seen bob gruen talk about that on in that particular in that particular format so that was something a little bit different
0: yeah and i think i think mr binky blinky the clown A guy, a little over-exaggerated when he was talking about Ace coming in there, but then Paul brings me a sign and goes, hey, come over here. Uh, What do you think? I told him, I think he's your guy. Oh, so that's how Ace became in kiss because Blinky the Clown picked
1: him. (laughs) I would like to thank Binky Phillips for fucking Alive (laughs) 2. Who the fuck's Binky?
0: Hey, Binky, remember when you got me? Hey, I remember you. (laughs) You got me the fucking gig and Kiss? (laughs) Binky. Yeah. And then. Uh, it a- look
1: like, by the way, it looked like Binky was fucking having the fucking shakes during half the fucking episode, by the way.
0: Oh, great. How are we going to find out? He's got some health issue. We look like assholes. <laughs> you mean Binky? The guy's in, had a stroke in 2006. He um, had a stroke. Uh, uh, there was a lot of Steve Cornell talk in the
1: beginning. Yeah. Do we do they think we don't know about him? <laughs> Like, 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 they just casually. Bring, oh yeah, his friend Steve Cornell. They're the like, opinion- you, you- and
0: then you heard the opinion of Reels Network does not <laughs> does not promote or advocate any of Steve Cornell's activities.
1: Like, it's it's hilarious. Like, I'm I'm not saying that they should tell everybody what happened to Steve Cornell, but they just casually bring his name up as if like th- like nobody knows what really happened to him.
0: Yeah, and uh, then they talk about bringing the two new guys in. They cut to Eddie. Eddie kind of does all the lifting for Ace and Peter. You notice oh, that. Yeah. Throughout yep. the yep. whole episode. Yep. Um, the one thing I found interesting was at one point, Steve Cornell was called Paul's friend.
1: Yes. Uh, yes.
0: I, so I always found that he was Jean's friend. No, That's why I was thinking there, there's not a real editor here. Or maybe I'm wrong. Am I like, how am I? Am
1: oh, no, this heard? won't be the first time there'll be an editorial issue. I'm going to bring one up in a little bit. But that was right because they, they, they paint the picture that Paul and Jean met because Steve Cornell introduced Paul to Gene I was always used to the story being the opposite like you said with with Steve Cornell introducing um like being the like Gene's friend in and and you know what I mean yeah that like that, that's, had, they that's had a mutual friend but Steve was in a band with Gene that's what I, exactly right. They, right this this the way they told the story here was kind of reversed. I was a little bit confused
0: yeah I think that was just one of those little things that every kiss tart on the kiss cruise, You'd be like, no, no.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Fire that guy.
0: <laughs> Anyways. Um, then they, you know, start moving up a little bit more uh, <laughs> and they talk about how they got the image, the New York dolls, the Alice Cooper thing. And then I, I wrote down this stop letting the shrink talk. Show her for oh, eye candy, but I stop know. talking. you, You never as even Eddie said this To us like I don't know why they have Shrinks on these shows I told me
1: it looks so Cheesy I think I Don't I don't agree with it but they're doing It you got to remember these the, the the Reels Network itself in these documentaries, they're very, very, very tabloid yeah, sensationalist cutter and like, OK, bring in the shrink, bring in the friends. Right. bring Be, in, Because yeah. because the people that really aren't into kiss, like, oh, maybe the shrink will give us an inside scoop into what really is going on with Paul and Jean's mental state. You know what I mean? When they when Judy, Judy, Ho she doesn't know anything about Paul or Jean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they
0: show Bill a coin. When I see him, I get a big smile on my face. Any I love video. it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. yeah. And I
0: then Neil yep. Brogart and yep. stuff. That's, that's just great. Yep. Um, and then they talked about how the, the characters kind of came to be as frontmen. They didn't get in too much details on it, but a couple people broke down that, you know, Paul is the only one that talks on stage. I never really thought about it like that.
1: Like, yeah, because Gene only does, oh, yeah. Well, all right. Like, he doesn't talk.
0: Yeah, but neither does Ace or Peter. They are not exactly. really like. Hey, how's right. everybody doing tonight? This yep. one's called Hard Luck Woman. Like, it's not like. Hey, I'm going to do a song off my '78 solo album. It's called New York Groove. Rock on. <laughs> I wanted to play Snowblind, but Paul said, "Fuck no." But they're right. Paul does all the talking between the songs. Yep. And then you know, Gene does his own. So Paul do the talking. Gene will do all the fucking demon shit, fly up in the air, breathe yep. fire, fucking drip blood. I'm yep. um, <laughs> drip blood.
1: blood dripping. It, it, my teeth gum is dripping blood. I cannot even blow bubbles when I chew gum
0: when I drive cab. <laughs> um. Anyways, and then the photographer, what's his name there? was Bob talking Roy. about. Yeah, it was talking about how he was told not to take photographs of the band after their show. He's like, why not? Yep. And he didn't believe that they were gonna be like that. Um, then they, you know, they they show a little bit how the show the stuff like documentary shit, ABC in concert, yep. Mike Douglas, uh, the first three albums, the fucking, you know, the still images that they show all the time. And then Alive comes out, cut to commercial break.
1: Yeah. By the way, there's commercials on reels. By the way, if you're wondering.
0: Yeah, and then they come back, and Doro's talking Tom, and I'm like, uh, "What the fuck is she saying? Put that cookie down, Gene. <laughs> I'm going to blow him, and then I'm going to blow you. Just I have no idea what she's saying. None. I can't. It's hard to it. understand.
1: It's hard to understand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, uh, Binky the clown oh, did say this Jesus.
1: comment. Binky
0: said that Paul would say Gene would be like if they were going to build a cake. I guess. Oh, I this love this. I, lo- I love
1: this analogy. Gene would say, let's make
0: it bright red. Let's have rockets shoot on flame shoot on this side. And then Paul would say, Gene, it has to be a cake. Perfect.
1: That's why they're, that's why they're partners. That's a great way to put it. I like that.
0: Yep. That Gene's kind of like a dreamer. Paul's more like the realist. Yep. Um, but then they really kind of, after they talked about the excess of uh, the success of alive, they jump just like the biography jump right to like end of love gun.
1: Yes. Which you never you never heard
0: of wh- Destroyer or or Rock and Roll Over on this.
1: They skipped it uh, which I don't because I because I think we we talked about this a little bit with Eddie. I think because these types of juicy tabloid documentaries—they don't want to talk about the good stuff. They yeah. want to talk about—they—they t- they want to talk about the wheels falling off. And
0: then they talk about me doing drugs.
1: Yeah, now, yeah, this is an editorial issue for me, okay? Because Larry Mazer, with all due respect, he was the manager of the band, has the most ridiculous comment in this entire documentary. Oh, was this around this time? And it's—and it's right around this time. Okay, now we're talking about the success of a live, uh, you know, Love Gun, the late seventies, the, the peak of their career. Yeah. Larry Mazer says, "Oh yeah, at this time, fans of Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, they all became Kiss fans." First of all, nobody who listened to Metallica, Megadeth, or Anthrax ever became Kiss fans. Second of all, that's an editorial issue because Larry Mazer said this comment when they were still talking about the seventies. Those bands didn't arrive until the 80s. Yeah, but is
0: do you think he meant to say, like, the people that end up liking those bands all like that era of KISS?
1: That's not how it was phrased. He said fans of Metallica, fans of Megadeth, and fans of Anthrax became KISS fans. So the way it was presented was that they already liked those bands, and then they became KISS fans, which that's a lie right off the bat. Okay, so it's, not, it's not
0: possible. The bands weren't
1: around. That—that's my point. That's my point. And then to add to add into the kind of the silliness of the whole thing. Okay, right after that, Eddie Trunk says, "I was I was made fun of. I was like threatened at school because I'm like <laughs> Kiss. Yeah, g- guess who you were threatened by? The people who like Metallica, Megadeth, and Anthrax. So th- if you go back and watch that whole little bit, none of it makes any mm, sense.
0: Nah, hold on a second. Eddie yeah. was always talking about. I think. He was talking about Kiss in the 70s. He wasn't talking about Kiss in the
1: 80s, was he? I know, but I'm just saying, generally speaking, the way that they put that bit together, the timeline, it doesn't make any sense because they're still talking about the late 70s. Yeah, I
0: I would perceive that uh, that Larry's talking about those people that end up becoming Metallica fans like that part of Kiss, which is accurate. Look how the
1: anthrax is. They love that early Kiss shit. Yeah, but if you go back and watch it, it doesn't make any sense. It was just kind of just kind of was a nitpick just because I'm a fan of Metallica. It just didn't make any sense to me, but that's okay. But I thought, but then no, no, I have it around
0: the same time that Eddie was physically threatened because he was a kiss fan.
1: Yeah. And he was kind of giggling about, it, which I thought was kind of funny. So, but
0: yeah. Um, And then the the, I think there was, I don't know, was it the Lena lady was talking about Gene wanting women voting for him, wanting women and to tell him that he's amazing. And Paul saying about Gene, Gene always thought he was God gift to the world and the world proved him right.
1: Hey, you got to call it the way it is. Wow.
0: Um, You know, they showed about like the motivation behind Gene and Gene's motivation is money. And I think even Larry said Gene's motivation will always be money first, money second, money third, money fourth. And then they talk about Paul, like Paul needing acceptance. Yes. get overcome this, he needs to be approved and told he sh- he should be cared about and that he's
1: which we all knew. Yeah. You know, we all we all knew.
0: I'm going to get to a point a little bit later on which is could be a whole e- another episode we could do, but let's just move on from this yeah. point. Good. Um but uh, but then Bob Gruen said he started describing the guys and said, you know, the band. Paul and Gene kind of always serious, Ace is the loose funny guy. And then when he came to Peter, he went and Peter was um uh, particular.
1: I noticed part- that. Ex-
0: I, I, particular. I noticed that exact thing. That's somebody, somebody who didn't think about what he was going to say and then realized he was going to say something like negative. Exactly. And like, Let me think of a different word. And Peter was. Fucking bitching! I picked I pick, I,
1: pick, I, I pick that up right away. It took him up. He paused before he could think of a word. And we all know if you describe someone as particular, it's not a compliment.
0: If think of the millions of words you could say to somebody. If you're introducing a friend and you, uh, to a girl, and your girl's like, "So what's your friend like?" Um, you know, he's he's particular.
1: That's what, not a compliment. What
0: girl would be like? Oh, I oh, then I exactly. What that means is they're a pain in the ass. <laughs> He's stocky. <laughs> he's fat. <laughs> he's
1: he's eh, a little. He's balding. A he's little bald. bald. Well, he well, will be bald. Yeah, he's balding. Yeah, so he will be bald. Yes.
0: He could lift a hundred pounds over his head. Right over his head. <laughs> he's <laughs> fat. <laughs> I love that. Yes, oh, Seinfeld. Yes. But anyways, I found that fucking. Uh, so me these too. Are the, I pick, uh, these are the things I pick up on. For Me too. People, I noticed not, that right away. Not running a KISS podcast, they would see this, oh, nice, easy, bubblegum documentary about a fucking band that they know, a couple songs, and like, oh, this not is us. interesting. Oh, I didn't know that Paul had it fucked up here. I didn't know Gene was born in Israel. Like, us, we need to find something to dissect. So the photographer calling Peter Particular. It's a very particular. You're very particular. (laughs) You're very particular about the people you work with. (laughs) This isn't your son, right? Because I want to fuck him up. I fucked him up. Good. The last one I worked with (laughs) fucked him up. Good. John, I'll be the one asking the questions. (laughs) Okay. What's your name? John. John. What? John Musaccia. (laughs) Musacchias. Musachias. What's your name? My name is John. John what? John Musacha.
1: Musacha? Yes, that's right, sir. Musachia.
0: It is the most stupid, like, throwaway line in the whole it's jerky boys Musachia tape thing.
1: We should not be laughing at that as hard as we do.
0: It's the stupidest thing. And ever since we were in college, we laugh about him saying to the guy his name was John Musachia.
1: It's Mus- not going to be stupid when you play it for the people right now. Musachias? Mus- Musachias.
0: <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, So anyways, then they talk about the discussion. Ace and Peter got into drugs. Gene's obsessed with women. Hall focused on the band. So this is the part that I was saying to myself. I said, I bet you mean Tom could do an episode with this because you get your goal like me and you we start a podcast and podcast becomes bigger than Joe Rogan, right? (laughs) You think you'd be happy, right? Yeah. Kids started off broke as hell sharing a loft, no money for food. They become one of arguably the most popular bands around doing incredible. Ace and Peter are having fun with their careers. They're drunk. They're doing drugs. They're fucking having a blast. Gene is like, look at all this fucking pussy I'm getting. Loving that shit. Loving the fans. Paul, you would think, would overcome all these like, fucking emotional scars that he has. Like, I am somebody. Women do like me. I'm not this deformed fat kid I was when I was little. I fucking have everything. He's still miserable. So that's if he's miserable at that- the height of
1: kiss, because people like Paul are always afraid that they're gonna lose what they have and revert back to where they were with those feelings of insecurity so it's never enough that's why he never gave up on kiss and kept them afloat in the 80s because he said because he's like if I let this band sink the Paul Stanley who is world famous may be gone forever I don't want to be the Paul Stanley locked I mean, in my bathroom star child being, yeah he's like I don't want to be the Paul Stanley locked in my bathroom have being chased by my sister with a fucking hammer again
0: but it's fucking it's like somebody can do a whole doctoral theory thesis yeah. on Paul on Paul's mental state.
1: Oh, no doubt. He's so if easy is, to diagnose. If yeah. he
0: is miserable in 78. Yep. What point high do you think you'll ever get that you're going to you're never going to achieve that level of success again? Yep. Maybe at the even when they did it again with the reunion tour. If you yep. ever hear them talk, he talks like it was the most miserable time in his life again.
1: That's probably why he's the happiest he's ever been now because of Tommy and Eric. So he needs that
0: fucking like, I don't want to deal with this shit. Correct. I make my money. I have a beautiful wife and three great, four great kids. Yep. I, I'm, I, I'm adored. Yeah. I, get, I get put in tw- Twitter reposts about what my opinion is about things. People If you asked a serious him, person.
1: I bet you if you asked him candidly, which you'd never get, I bet you he would probably say right now he just turned 70. He's probably the happiest right now than he's ever been. Yeah, because And God he, bless him if that's true. I just found that shit
0: interesting because it's true because at their height, everybody is happy. Not except him except for him. Yep. So Gene's got his pussies doing all his shit. People love him. He loves that shit. Yep. I never hear about Gene being upset. Have you ever remember a time where you're reading like, and Gene was really down. Gene never said, I mean, never, ever, ever. Never. Like, think about it.
1: Gene, no, because movie, he was movie enjoying it the-
0: or his it show awful. got canceled on any like. Never, You
1: never hear about that shit because he had the two things that he always wanted women and money. And he always had them and he had fame and success. He had it all. He didn't care.
0: He had his mom. He was happy and healthy and he loved her. He had his family by his side Had a good woman, despite him treating her like shit by his side, loyal to him, two great kids.
1: So he's always had that. The other guy on the other hand is just, He's also not as mentally, he's also not as mentally, like legitimately mentally scarred as Paul is now. Gene had a tough upbringing, but he always had his mom, you know, yeah. and he always had that close. Paul even admitted at the beginning of this that his 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 upbringing in his household wasn't a happy place surrounded by love. He even said that.
0: Yeah, he like, had that. It, but that's the clip right after his book came out. He won't say that about his dad now.
1: No, no, he, no, 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 no. But that's right.
0: the clip that he, you know, was part of his story to go around with. Oh, I went, I went through such a tough time. You Correct. know, like, like podcasters do now. Oh, woe is me. Oh, you're a great guy. That's so tough being
1: me. <laughs> God, thank you. You've you got my support. Thumbs up.
0: Regardless, it's just, I find it fascinating. It's an own discussion, own thing you could have. It's almost like I, like, Gene and Ace are the only the pretty normal ones. Ace, you know what is that? It's just a fucking lazy, fun-loving guy. Yeah, that made it bigger than he probably ever thought he would, and didn't fucking wasn't too smart. Spent like fucking like an idiot and fucking th-
1: partied too much. Peter's easy. P- Peter is Peter's an angry. Peter, yeah, Peter's an he's an not angry happy. T- no, he's no, but what, he's an angry Italian. He's not that different than me, Tom. <laughs> he's Italian. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> Just say hey, he's Italian. He's a short-tempered Italian from New York. It's not that different from the short-tempered Italian from Boston.
0: Yeah. So he is
1: passionate.
0: He is emotional. He'll fucking break a fucking window in the next hour, tell you he loves you. Yeah. Like, yeah. The
1: one that's all, up, like, fucked up and shit. I'll tell you what would have been great. And, th- and this would probably never happen because of Paul and Gene the way that they are the front men. If this if this episode was called Paul Stanley frontman, I'd wonder if we would have gotten more of that. But can you tell the story of Paul without telling the story of Gene simultaneously? No, you, can't you can't really. You, you can't, can't.
0: can't talk about Kiss without the other member.
1: That's what I mean. That's what I mean. But I think you I think the story of Paul himself. You Could have gotten that maybe in this one, especially with Judy. Ho. <laughs> she was she was looking good. She was looking good.
0: Anyways, I, I just found that part it fascinating. And then they yeah. talk about April 2nd, 1978, the last show in Tokyo in uh in Tokyo of the Live 2 tour. Eddie went on about that's the period that they were the biggest. That's yep. when they were the coolest stage show, when they were the top of their game. Um I and then I'm always thinking, yes, that's true. Um, but then between the band themselves, they all fucking like, I don't want to hang out with you
1: either. Oh, that yeah, that was everybody knew the it was the beginning of the end, right there.
0: Yeah, the relationship is broken and it's the Gene and Paul's versus the Paul Peter and Aces. Yep. Uh um, yep. then they get into the phantom and shit, and Eddie's talking about the solo albums. We've all heard it.
2: Yep.
1: Uh he
0: calls it a catastrophic uh
1: failure. The solo albums, yeah, yeah, catastrophic but, failure. It, yeah, at the time it was. In retrospect, we love them, but at the time it, it was a failure.
0: They said that um, two and a half million dollars in marketing campaign.
1: Yeah, and, and they showed a picture of that fucking massive billboard. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, and it says that Paul and Gene thought that the the solo albums proved them right, that they're better as one band. Than separate mm. members. Mm. Interesting. Or as the other two would say, fuck it. I can do this on my own, not have to deal with you assholes. That's
1: exactly the way I look at it.
0: Right? Yeah. P- Paul and G may have, ego may have come back into the fold and be like, sure, we're not doing as big. And even ace fucking d- d- selling more than us. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck? So if yep. the idea that we're better off, I'm better off on my own and ace outsells me. I got to stick with Kiss. Kiss is what makes me. What are you trying to say? (laughs) You're a fucking disaster. Uh, And, you know, then they start getting into Dynasty. Eddie's talking about Paul's, uh, Peter's hand and being unhappy. And then this is the part Eddie goes into. And this is, you know... Yeah, I, I, these are things I'll write down. So next time we have him on, Go he's ahead. talking about the fact that then they made a disco song. I'm glad he didn't say album, but a disco song. He says, and this is a thought that that alienated and decimated their hard rock fans. Uh, Larry talks about that was the beginning of the end, and then they get the Tom Schneider show, and then you know the split screen where you can obviously see sides are taken,
1: two versus yeah. two. Eddie's absolutely right about Dynasty. There's no doubt about that.
0: So you think Dynasty killed them?
1: Not the solo albums? No, I think no because I think there was enough of Not Phantom Kiss. of the Park. No, I think there was enough stuff on Paul's album and Ace's album to appease some of the diehards. I think at that time the Kiss fans were hanging by a thread. I think I think phantom and then once dynasty came out and we've said this before we haven't re- we haven't reviewed dynasty yet but we've talked about dynasty in passing one of the biggest faults was releasing i was made for loving you as the is the opening single but it's the biggest hit but because they call it the disco album if there's a there's a bunch of other songs on that album you could have released that would have maybe kept some of the diehards but releasing a danceable disco song beat it they're gone
0: other people was doing it at the time. A lot of rock guys are doing it. Rod Stewart, the Stones, a lot. Yeah, of but it. yeah, but they
1: weren't kissed, They weren't breathing fire and spitting blood and getting up on stage and singing, you know, Detroit Rock City and God of Thunder and, and having this image of monsters and larger than life. They weren't. Those guys weren't doing that.
0: So let's say they didn't release two albums in 76. They went De- destroyer love gun. Then they come back. After a live two and double platinum, and release "Rock and Roll Over '79."
1: But Dynasty was going to come out eventually, anyways. It didn't no, matter when it was coming; it was going
0: to, to come out. Didn't have to come out. I'm just saying, what if they released "Rock and Roll Over" right after a live then it two? Th-
1: then that would have put a band aid on the loss of the Kiss fan, because eventually they were going to switch gears to either Dynasty or Unmasked. The the tide, the musical tides were changing, so those albums were going to come anyways.
0: I guess what I would say is I'm not sure what really did it. What was the big one? It could just be a bunch of them. Fucking add. You add them up together. The straw that broke the camel's back. And happens got, to a you lot got, of bands. So, yeah. You got the fucking movie. You got the four solo albums in the gene, merchandise. The gene shit. Yep. Is not fucking killer gene music. It's fucking. Huh? He's doing yep. what? And then yep. uh, you got uh, the the kitty shit. And then you got the disco song, and then you got the pop album, and then you got the fucking concept
1: album. Which is why it's a bigger fucking miracle than ever that in 2022, they are still around.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But let's just finish up here. Okay. So obviously, they talk about Peter leaving, uh, the balance of power shifts, and we all know this. Then now you got two against one between Peter and Ace. And, um, And then they talk about the elder concept, and then bad bad reenactment oh yeah oh my god yeah oh the prior to that eddie says kiss became a pop band disco band and a kiddie band yep and then he chuckles he goes "Ha." he says paul conveniently reduces and minimizes the backlash
1: to it and then they go to a clip yeah where paul Paul minimizes it (laughs) <laughs> it's a creatures era clip like elder creatures era clip. So
0: what do you think Paul is saying there's the reason they dipped?
1: Oh, I don't he won't acknowledge that they dipped. He'll oh, just yeah, say he, he well, know at they, that now he will yeah. At, at the clip that he showed, he just was like, oh, well, kiss is always kiss. We're always doing this, this, or that. Like, he, he, well, he, yeah, at that he, time, he was, at that time, he was in defense mode. At that time, he wasn't shitting on what they were doing. He waited until later on to it shit was, on what they were
0: doing. It was tough because then he could go to Europe and fucking go to Brazil and have, correct, 100,000 people cheering, chanting their names.
1: That's so, right. And that's right. And Eddie, Eddie hinted at how they were like almost irrelevant in the States in 80. You
0: yeah. know, we talked about that. And then he talked a little bit about Ace leaving. Is going to destroy the band. He was popular. He was a guitar hero. Yep. And then Larry's the one who says once the two original left, it was obvious new members would be hired guns.
1: That's right. That was a, that was pretty honest of Larry to say that because people never really thought about it like that back then. Now in retrospect, it's that da- that's definitely what it was. If Gene or Paul were one of the first people to leave, new members might
0: not have been. They could have been fucking members they could have done a don felder and bring him in as a real member maybe i maybe. think it was paul and gene they're like both business oh yeah them, both dominant personalities both the ones that ran the band they're like yep. fuck that we're giving him that oh yeah agree if it was let's say gene stuck around in, along with peter
1: maybe i think you might i think you're right ace? it'd be different yeah it'd be I'd different just
0: fucking give it to him why not just give him a fucking fair share
1: yeah, I agree never with know.
0: And then yep. finally, we get into, you know, the low point in the 80s. Uh, Larry and Bill are talking about the uh, Billy. We're talking about the naked Polaroids. The oh, Jean God. The like, big oh, photo yeah, album. Go. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, how Paul had a hard time and was in a bad place for a few years. Yeah. Bad reenactment. Paul fixes his ear, blah, blah, blah. Psychoanalysis of Paul, blah, blah, blah. Makeup <laughs> all comes off. Uh, you know, then we all, we, we know what they're going to say. Paul fucking excels in
1: this era. Yep. Gene is lost. Gene drifts, makes movies, date and share and Diana Ross. Paul's keeping the band on track and producing all the albums and all the hit singles were Paul singles, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah. Gene wrote more songs for Doro than
1: Kiss. That's true, I can vouch for that He did, he wrote many songs for me Oh, and then he threw me over the table And did me doggy style Yes, and that's how he wrote the lyrics To Burn the Bitch Burn
0: (laughs) 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 And then Larry talks about And says that the next five albums or so All the singles and videos Were Paul-led songs Yep And their sales were diminishing Gene needed to come back Into the fold Ooh, I don't think you, Paul's you know what seen I, that as that, but... You know what I love about that Whoa. line?
1: You know what I love about that line? Where have you ever heard that kind of analysis? I no. never thought about that. Me yeah, neither.
0: So, uh, our, our weakest point was the time where Paul led all the singles. Imagine.
1: Now, Larry Larry came in at 89. So he had seen all that. He But, he, like, he, but I would say...
0: Dude, you wouldn't even have had anything had Paul not been there because they wouldn't put out albums.
1: It's the that's the it's the classic chicken or the egg argument there. Dude, you're lucky they even got them back. That's right. But but Larry's not that far off. It's like you needed the demon back.
0: Yeah, it's like fucking when you look at like, hey, Ray Bork, you know, used to be on the Bruins and run the team and. When you had like fucking Ricky Middleton and all these in Brad Park, you were bringing us to Stanley Cups against fucking Edmonton. You haven't done shit for us. And he turns back and he's like, dude, you,
1: I'm playing with like fucking Luke Dufour and Peter Doris. What the exactly. fuck you want me to do with this? I got Bob Joyce on the first well, line. What the hell do you want me now, to do? Since technically you've been the captain, the Bruins really haven't gone as far. He's like, are you fucking shit me? But then that, let's take a look at what happened with Revenge. Lead-off single, Demon. That Revenge is their biggest album in years. Okay. tons of tons Not of financially. So- no, but I'm saying tons of Demon songs, the Demon videos. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying- with, How did the tour do? How did the album not, sell? I'm not saying I necessarily agree with Larry, but it's an- int- That right, this right there, honestly, what we're talking about right now, this could be an episode. Yeah. But I'm just saying, think about it. We all like it. Of oh, course, cool.
0: absolutely. You can do. say the same thing. Okay, we'll bring Gene in. Yeah, it was better music. So it didn't sell any better.
1: The right. Well, Kiss wasn't better. Kiss wasn't selling records. And the only reason Hot in the Shade sold was because it had Forever on it.
0: Yeah, and then they go into 1995. Uh, they talk about Paul giving Gene an ultimatum. Yeah, uh, they're struggling to get a hit record. They're playing at fan conventions instead of sold out stadiums.
2: Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is not what you would call a fucking positive
1: comment. That's, that's, a, rough, that's a rough analysis, but it was the truth.
0: Uh, and he says that when he was at Unplugged, the taping of Unplugged, and I'm like, of course he was there. When I was at of Unplugged, because I was there, um, he said that no one knew that Ace and Peter would come out. I find that very hard to believe.
1: Maybe he was no, talking I don't, about the audience. But the he audience to- yeah, the, yeah, the audience didn't know.
0: Okay, yeah, he might be talking about the audience,
1: but he definitely knew. You know, yeah, that, that's how I, interp- I interpreted that, that he was referring to the audience.
0: And Larry talked about there were always promoters throwing stupid money at them to yep. do the reunion in makeup. Yep. And this was, and no no problems with it, this was a cash-out phase for the band. Oh, yeah. All of about course. the money. Yep. Yeah, and then, you know, they get back to their fucking thing. Eddie talks about Paul and Gene's perspective now that the original members are back, like, hold a minute. I, we fucking kept this band. He does get say that though. He doesn't say it in a mocking fashion about ACE and Peter going, you know, I want my fucking fair share. I yeah. think it's a legitimate argument both ways.
1: I'm with you. I agree. Of course that Ace going to get we, say, when, we, yeah. when, when we get into the reunion era, there are so many dynamics to pick apart during that to, to really a, break it down. I'm a Peter
0: guy, but I, Dude, you don't hold the you have no leverage. None.
1: He None. thinks like, well, then I won't come. Okay. Fuck it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. We'll we'll put fucking your catman makeup on somebody else and we'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Oh, and then they get into again, of course, psycho circus, who played, who didn't. Now yep. the reunion tour, the same old issues are popping up again, the yep. same sides are taking place. And then uh, you know, the Paul going through a tough time, his divorce. And uh, you know they, it's the same old garbage. Paul talks about it in an interview
1: with Queen Latifah in
0: 2014.
1: Which, which by the way, I, I didn't even know she had a fucking talk show. I, I chuckled by Me myself. Me too. I'm like, when what? I, Am I going to get a little chuckle or giggle or something?
0: With it, he talked about it with Queen Latifah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was almost as bad. If he said, and then Gene went on the Sinbad show. <laughs>
1: Really, it's like, well, yeah, we have uh, footage from when Ace Freely was interviewed by Kid and Play. There's a
0: couple things (laughs) in here that I feel like much. Did Paul's PR people get in here?
1: Oh, I think they did. Because then I think they did.
0: Paul marries again, has three wonderful kids. Um, he Paul talks about his, they talk about Paul's two hip replacements, his rotator cuff, is both his knees got work on. Oh, just so working so
1: hard. There's nothing in it for reels to put all that really high praise. That that's that that's somebody from Paul's camp or somebody, which by the way, I guarantee you people were I bet I guarantee you they were contacted and say, Hey, do you have anything to add for this? We'll put this documentary together. And I guarantee you, like, oh, say this. If you could win
0: a million dollars, yes or no, would you bet that Paul Stanley watches this?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I would say no for Gene. I don't think Gene. Oh, Gene Gene couldn't be bothered. Paul would be like, "I want to see this right now. I want to see exactly (laughs) what they said. How am I portrayed? How how am I portrayed? What do I look like? What clips did they show? What do the reenactments look like? What did they say? Why is Peter in this clip? And you think you you think we're breaking this down and analyzing it? He (laughs) would be sitting next to Judy Ho and analyzing this thing.
0: (laughs) You're right. Um, And then they get into Gene and the family jewels and. You know, Paul's happily married with his kids. Gene goes back to Israel and then he marries Shannon, talks about his love for her. And the photographer makes a great point. He said it was a great idea for Gene and Paul to make those faces kind of like their image because it'll never get older. It'll never grow, you know, grow old or go out a style hence that's why they can do Scooby Doo shows. Yep. For the next 10, 15 years with that fucking image. Of course. Um, and then, of course, they have to throw it. In
1: 2015, Kiss is inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. God. <sighs> How many times have we beaten over the head by saying they don't care about the rock? Now We've said this before. Paul says it in concert. You're looking at a band in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> you, really? Now you care about that?
0: And then I ended it with Tom, I think Doro is a female Arnold. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Trunk says, Gene is a very accomplished guy. And then he says this about Paul, which is, you know, he throws compliments about Paul these days, like manhole covers. Paul is a great songwriter, a tremendous vocalist, and a showman, and one of the greatest frontmen we have ever had in rock and roll.
1: He's right. It's interesting coming from Eddie though.
0: Yeah. And then they talk about a little bit of rock and bruise. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, they get back to the philosophy, which in I look at it, I'm like, they really didn't do that that much. You don't co, Eddie says, you don't coexist in a band for 50 years if there's not a deep bond between them. They found a way to still make it work as partners. Yeah. There was not a lot of clips of Gene talking about Paul or Paul talking about Gene or their roles or. How much faith they have in him or, you know, the difference between Gene as a member of KISS versus Ace as a member of KISS and vice versa.
1: That's why I said this was a document. Th- th- this was a, 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 an A&E biography, a second tier A&E biography under the guise of the Frontman series, because if this was truly front men, you would have had what you just said. You would have had a lot of commentary. I don't think there was. I mean, the only the, I don't even think we talked about this. And we've heard we've heard this comment before. One of the only things off the top of my head that I that really stuck out for me, Paul talking about Gene is when Paul's like, oh, yeah, Gene lives not far from me. I can see his ego from my house. I, know, I, know, I, know. I mean, re- like, that's really? The same joke. He said for fucking right. Right. Blast. But 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 you got that. That's why we loved the A&E biography. Obviously, that was an official uh, documentary because they were sitting on the couch together. They were looking at each other. They were talking about each other. This was you know, for, for, all the good that reels tried to do, it was a, it was a minor league B league type of documentary. It was, yeah. it was, it, it was as good as it was good, and that's no disrespect to the to Doro or Eddie trunk or Sydney or Larry Mazer or whoever, but it just, that's what it is.
0: They t- they did a brief history. It seems like, and I think I've seen it because you do like break in the band, you do these things on guns and roses. It's like one huge documentary film they do on the band, get all this information and then they could splice it up and like, Oh, this one will be breaking the band. Oh, this one it, will be it, them. Exactly. Because yep. a lot of the stuff is like, what does this have to do with them being frontman?
1: Correct. Oh, it didn't. It didn't. It, it, this this could have been called Kiss Behind the Scenes or whatever. If
0: you talk in frontman, you should be talking about what Paul likes to say. If there was anything about Paul's stage raps.
1: I was just going to say there was no clips of him that they, they had they had some still photos. They had a couple of clips, but there was nothing. I mean, Larry Mazer made the one comment about Paul doing all the stage raps and stuff, but there was no there was none of that. There was no comments from Paul about the stage raps. You know what I mean? It was it, it was it was a documentary that they just shoehorned into this series called Frontmen. Yeah. So that was Kiss Frontmen.
0: Yep. Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley Reels. That's right. Yeah. Um, what we do. Is we rank these. We do. We conclude that this is a documentary, not a TV appearance. So let's right. go and go through our previous episodes and discuss what we did previously. Okay. So, Tom, the docs that we've reviewed so far Kiss Confidential, Second Coming, The Eric Carr Story, Kiss Breaking the Band, AE Biography. Kiss frontman Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley reels. Yep. Tell us what you've ranked them in the previously.
1: All right. Um, starting from five and going up in fifth place. I got the Eric Carr story. Fourth is second coming. Three is kiss breaking the band. Two is kiss confidential. And number one is the A&E biography. <clears throat> this one. Um, it's, it's like I already, like I've already said, it's like a second tier minor league, uh, any biography it, it's it's good um you know i like listening to larry and eddie and those guys you know didn't didn't learn anything because like i said this is either for kiss nerds like us who just want who just want to consume kiss or people that know nothing about the band it was very basic kiss 101 uh entry level stuff which was fine um that being said i i i enjoyed it um but it was very generic and kind of cut and paste so I think I'm going to put it at number five behind Second Coming.
0: And above the Eric Carr story. Correct. Okay. Yep. So for me, I just, I
1: just, I just I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just found myself, uh, I don't want to say I was bored because it's kiss, um, but it was almost, it was, it was predictable. It's like when you've seen like Star Wars a hundred times. You're like, oh, okay, this is when they go into the trash compactor. I like this scene, but I've seen it a million times. I know what happens next. Like this, it's like, oh, the solo albums. Then they're gonna talk about the disco album. Then they're gonna talk about Ace Leaving and Eric Carr and all, you know what I mean? It just there was nothing. It was a standard flow of the history of the band that we've seen a billion times.
0: Okay, okay. For me, I had A and E biography, number one, Kiss Breaking the Band, number two, Kiss Confidential, number three, Second Coming, number four. And number five is the Eric Carr story. Where would I put this? I didn't mind this, but you're right, because I've seen everything else and I know everything about them. For me, I put this at number six. If this is on TV, I might leave it on, but honestly, I might turn it on. Like I've seen this.
1: I almost no put it. I, I almost put it last. And now I feel bad that I didn't because out of respect for Eric Carr, I feel like Eric Carr shouldn't be last, but.
0: The reason I I I mean the Eric Carr story, um, it just I learned some things in there from yeah. watching it. That's it. Yeah. Yep. I wouldn't say that I was entertained by it because it's a somber kind of thing. Yes. So yeah. So I you had it five, I had it six. I still think you should see it because we're kissed tards. Absolutely, you should see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. So anyway, Tom, what we do next. Is the question of the week
1: However We have a very Very special Sponsor this week Coming from The aforementioned Patreon superstar Joe Decker Joe Decker's company Has decided to Sponsor our question Of the week And this week's question of the week Is brought to you by Fusion Tech Data and Electric. Fusion Tech is a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optics networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility, as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as the New Jersey and Tri State area, providing union labor with IBEW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, please visit their website at www.fusiontech llc.com or call them at 973 650 1357. Thank you Fusion Tech Data and Electric and thank you Joe Decker. What was the number again? 973-650-1357. And the website? The website again is www.fusiontech-llc.com.
0: Yeah, I I you know, fiber optics way above my pay grade. Um, but That company is expanding. They do a lot of stuff uh, in the New York tri-state area, and they are expanding. They're doing pretty good for themselves. And when they got a guy like Joe Decker working for them, Tom, they got to be doing something right.
1: That's right. And so we're we're excited.
0: And so we are proud to have them come on as our sponsor for our question of the week. And uh, please, uh, Joe is a great Patreon and a lover of Kiss. And go check out the uh, his
1: version of "Forever," the guitar solo he played. Absolutely, it's a Joe Decker special this week. Yeah, so absolutely. And with all that being said, our question this week comes from Twitter. It comes from you, Crypto. <laughs> is that Gene? Could be a Gene Burner account because the uh, avatar is a picture of Gene. And the question is, this is a fun one that I've never really thought of. Tom and Zeus, what is your favorite episode that you've done so far on the show? Oh, that's not fair. Sure it is. Oh, man.
0: (sighs) My favorite episode would probably be, I know it's kind of predictable, but my favorite would probably be the hundredth episode because we had, we planned for it. We had a goal for it and we got it done and we had Chris and we had Bruce come on and uh, Bruce not only was great, but he was like, you know, same thing. Don't meet your heroes. Cause you're not going to like it. Well, we've met Chris and he's awesome. And we've met Bruce and he's awesome. And Bruce just didn't play along with the draft. He expanded. So I don't care if we did that privately and nobody got to hear it. I was in fucking heaven listening to him tell us kiss stories and, you know, tell us a couple things off the record too uh, about it. So, yeah, I mean, I got to say episode 100.
1: Yeah, I think that's the easy answer. And with all due respect to all of our wonderful guests and appearances, and we've had it, we're lucky and blessed enough to have had some awesome guests and awesome shows, events, you know, different things that we've done here. Uh, But, for me, and Zeus highlighted. Other than Gene, Bruce is my favorite member of Kiss. I absolutely love that era, particularly Hot in the Shade and Revenge and and, and uh, Carnival of Souls. Having him on with Jericho to do a draft and have wow. him comment about every song we talked about, and it wasn't just a Q and A interview. It would be like, oh yeah, with my third pick, I'm going to take Hate. Well, you know what, Hate. You know, we did blah 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 like. It was just fucking amazing. You guys have heard the episode. You guys loved it we're happy that you loved it. It's 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 the best. It's the best. And we've had a ton of great ones. It's hard to pick. It's like picking your favorite kid. But uh for that one it's the 100th episode. But that's a great question, you crypto. So thank you for that. And thank you Joe Decker and Fusion Tech for sponsoring our question of the week. Fusion Tech llc.com. Absolutely.
0: And again, last one last thing about that question Tom it's the easiest one to come to mind too. Agreed. Yep. So there might be something else,
1: but that's what comes to mind. Yep. So Tom, where can people find us? Our email address. We always start with that. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Please email us comments, feedback, uh, anything that you want to be a part of the show, you know, we'll try to read them during the show. If you want to maintain some privacy, confidentiality, you want to send us a message that you don't want to be read on the show, please make a note of that. And we'll, we'll respect your wishes. So email us, please. And then, of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're very active on all of those. You can send us DMs on all of those. If again, if you want to maintain privacy or confidentiality, and you don't want to be out there in the world and have people see what you're doing. Uh, tag us, post pictures, you know, send us videos. Like guys like Kevin, he made a video. Joe sent us a video of him playing stuff. Do all that. It's great. It keeps the Kiss Shout out, out Loudcast family growing. You know, we have our loudcasters page, we have our YouTube page. It's growing, like all that stuff. Just Keeps the family going. We love it. Um, and again, we're part of the wonderful Pantheon podcast network of shows. Tons of great shows there. We're proud to be part of that family. Uh, as we mentioned earlier on, uh, you know, talking about Joe and Kevin throughout this episode, our amazing Patreon family. You can check us out on Patreon.com or the Patreon app. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to this week's new patrons, the two Scots. Thank you guys so much. Amazing stuff. Um, and the family just keeps growing and keeps getting better. And we love you guys for it.
0: Yeah, Tom, people can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, Maybe the TikTok account will get set up soon, too. Ooh, TikTok. Oh, hell yeah. I don't know how the the fuck I'm doing there. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube YouTube. channel. That is just... You guys can tell from the feedback we're getting. Please, even if you do not uh, watch us, you listen to download the podcast... Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It helps us tremendously. Yep. Don't forget, you can always give us one of those (laughs) five-star child reviews on Apple Podcasts. You can do one on Podchaser.com, Spotify, Facebook, wherever you can drop a five-star child review for us, please do so. That's another way for us to get some help from you guys and how you can help us. Uh, is by giving us one of those five-star child reviews. And I think we got another one this week. Again, Tom, they're not fucking running out. We keep getting more and more.
1: We do have a new one, and uh, I'm going to read it because they gave us a five-star review. And this comes from Sinkin' Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a five-star titled Complete Awesomeness. And it says, Sinkin' Stanley Chef Boy Do I Sink and Carrot Bottom were here, and this podcast rocks hard. Uh, thank you, I guess, for the five-star and for taking the time, Tim. We appreciate it very much. Thank you for the support.
0: Yeah, and thank you for kind of understanding to kind of keep it, you know, keep it, uh, tone it down a little bit. And see, uh, and so that we're not getting everybody fighting on our loudcasters group and stuff. Uh, We appreciate it. We appreciate
1: the five-star review. Absolutely. In all seriousness, we do. Yeah. And uh, thank you
0: again for that. Uh, Don't forget to email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Tom, one other thing I want to hint to people and let them know. Yeah. Is um don't forget right around the corner, not too far from here, will be the KISS Madness Tournament coming up. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Patreon members, you'll be able to support and jump in on that. Mm-hmm. So the KISS Mike, Ma- the KISS Madness Tournament coming
1: soon. Be on yes, the lookout, guys. We're still finalizing what the tournament will actually be this year. And again, (laughs) Patreon will be part of it. Yes, yes.
0: And Tom, what we do next is we go over to
1: famous last words. Do you got any? Of course. In honor of one of the songs that made a lot of headlines about Ballad or Not. Before I go, let me kiss you and wipe the tears from your eyes. I don't want to hurt you, girl. You know. I could never lie. Ooh. Ooh. God damn, Judy Ho. Can we get Judy Ho on this show? Judy Ho.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's her real name. We love you long time. <laughs> Take a look in the book of love. Man, it's understood. Write to the letter. One pretty girl makes you feel pretty good. Two's even
1: better. Oh, boy. Oh, yikes.
0: Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Loudcasters, thank you. New sponsor, Joe Decker. And his company, Fusion Tech LLC.
1: Thank you. You guys are the best. Thank you guys so much. Patreon, the new Scots, Joe Decker, and Fusion Tech for sponsoring Question of the Week. Everybody, you guys rock. We can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. Zeus, as always, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. So similar to your story last week when you were dealing with your friend about and, you know, talking about the podcast and whatnot. So mm-hmm. at my place of employment, I work at headquarters and there was a vacancy. There was a vacancy in the unit that I supervise. So we had to hold interviews this week. My my director wanted me to be on the interview panel with her and to select another member to be on the interview panel. So there was three of us. Did you ask, do
0: you like kiss?
1: That was going to be the first question. <laughs> but it but I had I had one of those moments. So we 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 interviewed a few candidates for the position. And you know, I, being on an interview panel, you know what it's like being on the other side. You know, the person's like yeah. sweating, they're shitting their pants, they want the job, they don't know, <laughs> oh, they're they're sitting in front. <laughs> they're sitting in front of three people being grilled and everything. And I'm sitting here looking at these people interviewing and they're, you know, we're asking them standard interview questions and then some specific questions and they're sitting there and they're doing the best. And I'm sitting there going, if these people <laughs> only knew that for two hours a week, I impersonate ACE freely <laughs> and talk about Peter North, what the fuck would they think?" They're looking at me right now going, and he's a sophisticated officer, <laughs> a, a veteran of the department, 22 years in. I'm really glad I'm sitting in front of this interview right now. And I'm sitting there going, they don't know fucking anything about me. They know nothing about me. And if I told them what would happen? Oh. And I just think it's hilarious. You really don't know somebody because no. these people, these people like, oh, very nice. Thank you so much for the interview. They appreciate Do you like <laughs> Appreciate your time. Did Vinnie Vincent save kiss? Yes or no. So, yeah, I just got a kick out of it because it's just hilarious to think of that.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. And, and sir. Yes. Did you get a fountain soda? a fucking couple slices of Roni.
1: There's a luncheon downstairs in the cafe. They're going to be serving slices. Uh, so why are you talking like that? We just uh, conducted a very important interview here. I I don't know.
0: (laughs) Hey, I like your story about Mr. Feces. Um,
1: (laughs) How would you answer this question? Oh, man. um, One more question. Have you ever been drunk on cock? (laughs) Yes or no? (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean when Peter North glazes your face? That's all I'm th- I'm trying to be so serious, and I'm picturing me and you doing this right now laughing. Yeah,
2: I love it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's us for you.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football